0: Levels are right, wow! All around. We need to like label, like the stands and the microphones. Like I feel like I'm. I don't know. You're always one. We always give you one, but you and me, we might get switched. I think
1: we flip with him sometimes. He doesn't always get one. Sometimes I feel you get like you
0: one. Only, really. Yeah. I feel like Bob's always number one. Wow. You
2: <laughs> gotta be a dick. He can't help himself. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm the dick. I'm just trying to make sure our listeners have a good. Uh, audio experience. I don't know. You think the
1: Hankinator's listening anymore? We were bagging on them pretty bad the other day. We were? No, yeah, maybe we weren't.
0: I feel like I've been pretty supportive.
1: I have definitely had moments where I'm just I'll stop and I'll be like, I can't believe they fucked that up that spectacularly. Huh.
0: I do, I do blame production more than I blame him.
2: Now you're you're not your problem with this whole situation.
1: Are you? You're referring to me?
2: Yes. Is. That, um, if I can summarize it, is that.
1: Hold up, let me swallow.
2: You have a a summary? Let me swallow. I have a summary of this problem. Summarize. The summary is because Netflix fucked this up, the show will end after this next season, inevitably, and then we will no longer have Joey Beatty on a Netflix show. That
1: is a thousand (laughs) percent. He is not a lot of stuff. Where will I get my fix? It is hard enough. The man doesn't—he's smart. He does not post on social media. This is a smart person, Alex. But then, how, how will I thirst? There is—there is so little.
0: There must be like Tumblr pages dedicated to him.
1: Well, yeah. What, what do you think, what, what do you think you I'm just doing over on there? The old stuff. Oh, you need that new stuff, though, Alex.
0: Speaking of thirsting. <laughs> um it looks like i don't want to talk there's about this, this there's this, no, no no this ties in this ties in because it's like the same type of thing there's uh there's this subreddit called live stream fails and it used to be like people doing dumb shit on twitch sure but now it's just kind of like popular twitch clips and uh, what some of the clips that traditionally get upvoted very well are like korean women dancing to music on twitch because there's no form of moderation seemingly but people are sad that the korean twitch clips are about to end because i think it's uh south korea is clamping down on like uh bandwidth usage from big companies so if you want to use bandwidth you have to pay like a lot more Mm. especially if it's leaving the country so twitch soon isn't going to allow like these korean clips to be viewed outside of south korea so we
1: can't watch the cute korean girls anymore yeah this is
0: this is like people mm. are calling it like the apocalypse with, <laughs> of these like korean clips
1: well here's the thing there will be a new amazing devil album he is working on a new one with uh madeline highland who is the other person in that band so we mm-hmm. will have that hopefully there will be other other acting gigs because i think he is very talented so we'll we'll see
0: I still contend if I if I were that guy and I was the people playing Siri and Yennefer, I'd be like, "What the fuck? Like <laughs> we're killing the golden goose here, and this was a sweet gig."
1: It'd be a little mad. you would be yeah, a little pissed
0: off. I right? feel like that's why you aren't hearing from anyone because they're it they're is, is Alex. Pissed. We are
1: like what a month out from this happening. There has not been a word
0: about and, it. And, and 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 who knows who they're mad at? Right? Because they might be mad at him. They might be mad at production for alienating him. Like we don't know.
1: Even like, uh, like what's her name? Lauren, whatever the fuck her last name is. We just call her Lauren because we're, you know, rude and dismissive. But don't you, you got to go on and be like, it was great working with you. We'll miss... N- nothing.
0: nothing Silence. Yeah, it's, it's but weird. But they
1: make it, it may have taken her Twitter away because after last season, she was like trying to like see reason with uh, uh, fascists on Twitter and people were like what are you doing like why are you you shouldn't even why are you engaging with these people so then she left because she was like clearly i have got a lot to learn and it was like yeah bitch what are you what are you doing
0: is there i'm trying to remember is there an actor or actress who torched a sweet tv gig as bad as katherine heigl when she like Said her material on Grey's Anatomy wasn't good enough to be up for award consideration or something like that. Uh, Gina Carano. Well, that was a yeah, but we don't know. But that wasn't that that okay. Mandalorian's big, but Grey's Anatomy, Grey's especially anatomy is at that still time, on. Grey's Anatomy is still going. Like at that time, Grey's Anatomy was insanely huge. Yeah, and she was basically like the co lead on that show.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, because she was betting on the movies.
0: All right, she thought... Betting on the
1: movies and, babe, I'm sorry, you're not that good of an actress.
0: No, like, the the only movie I can think of where, like, she was really good in it, and it was probably just because the writing was so good, was Knocked Up.
1: Was that her in Knocked Up? Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's probably more... Though the problem I have with Knocked Up is, like, there's not even a discussion of abortion in that movie. Like, they reference it for five seconds, they don't even, like, say abortion.
0: It's been so long; I can't even remember anything about that's it. Just just remember it. That's just one thing that's always annoyed me. I remember it being funny. That's all I remember. No, it was, about it's a it. funny
1: movie because Seth Rogen is funny. It's a Judd Apatow movie, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I was just kind of like, we're not even like that's not we're not even considering that. Yeah. Well, okay. maybe that's a yeah. They probably Neat. should.
0: You're right. That probably should have been a discussion, but maybe it's like. For a comedy, I mean, I get it. It's in. like, well, that's not that also kind of ruins the movie. That's not
1: the movie that we're doing. Yeah. So it's like, okay, fine, but I would like the I'm,
0: movie is like they're stuck together, right? right?
1: Exactly. But it was just I was like, but there's
0: you could have dropped like a should we get an abortion in there and they're both like ah, I don't want to, you right. know? You could have dropped that in there. I
1: think there's always an option, ladies. Always an option. No, she torched... That was a sweet gig.
0: Oh, that was a real and you sweet you torched gig. that fucking. Think thing. about how much money. Ellen Pompeo is made doing that show. Like, holy shit. Oh, she
1: never has to do anything again.
0: No. She doesn't have to do that show if she doesn't want to. No, she's going for that
1: generational wealth. Oh, setting yeah. the kids up forever.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. No, I'd be mad. Because, I mean, oh, we've, we've talked this to death. We don't have to talk about it again. That's the show. Do more stuff, Joey Beatty. I love you, at least. I don't think these two have an opinion.
0: Bob wants to do the intro so bad, look at him, he's shaking. <sighs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Settled Interference.
1: <laughs> we got to banter this time, <laughs> yay! I'm your
2: host, Bob. I'm your other host, Alex. Joining us today, special guest. Resident <laughs>
1: Joey Beatty enthusiast.
0: Erica. <laughs> how you doing? I'm well, thank See, you. See, if Bob was a better host, he would have hit that. He no? would have. hit that, Because it was right there. I know.
1: Hateful. Hateful.
0: So hateful. Well, I feel like since I believe we ended the last podcast with this, we should probably begin this podcast with bringing up the run you did, right? Because I think that was the last thing we talked about, and it's been two weeks. It has been two weeks.
1: Yeah, we recorded right before. We recorded.
0: The, the run was in between the weeks. So we we recorded two weeks ago. You did the run last weekend, correct? Or am I am I thinking of this wrong? I think No, we're... no, no. You did the run- like two days after we did that podcast, we're a That's little right. yeah.
1: we're a little late on the podcast this time.
0: Well, we got right, a little, the last one was a little early, right?
2: Because
1: you were going to be gone, right? Yeah. So we recorded like midweek. We usually record over the weekend,
2: yeah. And then we got we managed to get the episode up in like record time. So very impressive. So I should have <laughs> scheduled it to like come out on Sunday instead, so you could listen and though. then there could have been of like a two. We, well, no, it's just you know
1: you get the, the one... swift uploads. That's what you get when you uh, yeah. contribute to our Patreon. <laughs> Sporadic uploads, or did you take it down? Is it still up?
2: Oh no, it's still okay. up. Uh, I haven't. I haven't seen any emails.
1: <laughs> we don't uh, have to pay anything. I'm have not it up surprised. To any... I mean, <laughs> is it costing us anything?
2: Oh, to have it up? Yeah. No. Okay. (laughs) It it costs us, what, like $14 a month for hosting? And uh, as long
1: as the Patreon isn't. Because it's funny if it's $15 a year for
2: the domain. People
1: are just like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice.
2: I mean, that's all I want covered, really. Just a hosting fee.
1: It'd be nice if one person gave us $3. Yeah.
2: And I, listen, I could go and like create a fake account and just, <laughs> just like, like get some seed money in there.
1: You know what that is? Like, that that's a Trump thing to do.
0: I think we're actually doing it wrong. Is that what you have it at three dollars? We're a niche product. We're very like,
2: very niche. Yeah, we're <laughs> super. So niche. what you're saying
0: it should be at three hundred dollars? It should be like not three hundred, but it should be like twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this this isn't worth twenty bucks, Alex. I'd say your five, personally.
0: One of our loyal listeners has been missing me so much. He, li- he listened to an, an the last episode for a second time.
1: Okay, you're getting double the enjoyment. That's right. Where's where where's the? You're not going to come up ski? <laughs> it's three bucks, man.
0: It was three dollars.
1: Ooh, now it's going to be fifty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the prices 53. have gone up. For the thing no one's going to subscribe to. Scarcity,
1: man. There's scarcity. That's
0: right. Supply and demand. There's a lot of supply and absolutely no demand.
1: (laughs) Economics. How was your run, dear? Uh,
0: it
2: happened.
1: (laughs) He (laughs) came home very dejected. Uh,
0: See, I think he has the wrong mindset on
1: this. I do as well.
0: Um, now to tell people, just to give them a reminder here, you were doing a hundred mile run. Yes. And you had what, thirty-two hours to do it or thirty-six hours? 30. thirty. Thirty, okay, sorry. Mm-hmm. My memory. It's very poor for anything that actually matters. <laughs> um so you had thirty hours to run a hundred miles. Yes. And about let's say what was it, forty three miles in, what happened? You started to have a lot of pain, right?
2: Yeah, I started um I got a lot of pain behind my, um, uh, my right knee and, um, my left, my right hip. Uh, and I basically got to a point where, um, just even walking, um, uh, was like, it was just, it, cause there's like, when you're running long distances, like you're gonna hurt. Sure. Like, you know, there's, there's no way around it. You're going to hurt in some way, shape, or form. Um, the difficult thing for every endurance runner is saying, am I, does it hurt
0: or am I hurt? Is this the normal pain? I'm doing air quotes. Yeah. Or is this, I'm injured. Or something's wrong. Right. right. And, or- you know, I was
2: kind of at this point where, you know, I'm tired. The sun had gone down. And, uh, you know, just I'd had I was not in a good mental spot from the beginning of the race.
0: Well, in leading up to it the week before you were sick. Right. Yeah. And that's not going to help either, because chances are. I mean, you're still coughing a little bit. So you're probably not recovered. Right. No,
1: you hadn't slept well, like the two weeks before that race.
2: No, I, I was absolutely not it was definitely not ideal circumstances for trying to go run um an insane 100 amount. mile race and uh and my 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 theory on what happened um as far as like the pain that i got which is i mean ultimately what where i got to was like the last 3 miles of that race I it took me an hour and a half to do I mean it was over 30 minute miles to go three miles right like I walk slow normally but you that's walk that slow. no that's that was just limping that's in. like
0: soccer player slow
2: I <laughs> um so I you know it was in so like it but it mile so so that would have been for mile like 47 and like at mile 43, that's when the, that's when something definitely started feeling off. And, you know, I tried a whole bunch of different things to try to work it out. I tried, one of the things they tell you to do is when things are kind of fucked up, run fast for a short period of time, Um, which is the hardest thing in the world to do when you're exhausted. But, you know, it it will help, you know, because you're talking about, you know, when you're running really slow, that's not necess- that's not really particularly good biomechanics for you. Like, just for some data points, like, typically for me, I feel best when I'm running, like, nine-minute miles mechanically. I can't sustain nine-minute miles for a marathon yet, nevertheless 100 miles, so what i was running was i was trying to run about 11 minute miles doing like a a walk run so i was walking sure. i was running for a half mile walking for a half mile and just but running 11 minute miles mechanically is not very great for me um and i know that um but that that was as far as like cardio and my fitness, like that was, I felt like the best I'd be able to do. And, um, and I think that ultimately the, you know, part of it was just that's not very efficient. It wears on me faster. But also, um, I think from being sick and not having my head really in the game from jump, um, I probably, like made some mistakes that uh, you know that i didn't even notice along the way um that contributed to you know some more pain uh earlier i also know i did not nearly give as much attention to strength work as i should have um if i did it again uh well if if when on. i do it again there we go um
1: like this, like he's already got another race in mind.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, like if, let's not act like you're not well, going to try not, again. Let's not. Let's let's let's. This is a table of honesty. <laughs>
1: is this charade. Like, what what is that? Stop it. I
2: corrected myself. Okay, um, you know, I I need to. I would. I will. If I have to choose between mileage, and and strength, I will. Def, you know, I'll give up some mileage. In order to be able to put more time to strength, and I think that's really mostly just it's not as it's much a matter of about being strong as much as being balanced. And I think I'm I've got a I've got a a pretty big muscle imbalance um, yeah. between my left and my right right at the moment. So I, I probably did something dumb, um, wasn't paying attention to my form, and uh, you know just tweaked something, or it's just the muscle imbalance was, you know, worse than i thought and um and that's what really drove
0: it. So, C- could it also be your body was just weak from being sick? I mean, I, i'm
1: i'm sure that contributed. Yeah. You weren't running nearly and i know the lead up to a run like that, you're not running nearly as much as you normally would in a week. Yeah. But and you did run, but i don't know that you were running as you normally
2: would. Well, my my week before the run was about what I was according to plan. The week before that was the week I was sick. And no, I did not run nearly as much as I had planned to. Um, And on top of that, my September, I wasn't feeling good. I didn't run as much as my plan had called for. And in fact, I had to bail on a couple of runs. Um, And now in With In hindsight I I have a better idea Of why that happened In September As far as You know The The thyroid issue Uh huh But Um I think a lot of I think The The number one Contributor Here Was Being sick Um Two weeks before Race day And just Not sleeping And Not
1: sleeping Was what really Fucked you up Yeah because you don't operate well if you don't sleep. No, I
2: don't. I never have. But um, it's really—it's just so hard to, um, to to run that long if if you're, you know, because I mean, honestly, you're never going to go into any race or anything, and everything is perfect. No, you know, you're always going to have to deal with some level of something's wrong. The weather's not quite the way you wanted it. You didn't quite get as many miles as you wanted. Um, there's always going to be something. There's always going to be something. And and uh, I think it's just the 100-mile distance. And this is what I, you know, talked about with other folks about is that, you know, it's just – you can finish a marathon if everything goes sideways. Mm-hmm. A yeah, 100-mile race is just too far. You just you, – like, if everything's going wrong – and that's what i felt like the entire time like i got down to the race late because i had shit blow up at work i was late getting out the door i got down there late
1: well and it wasn't a it was a drive you it was know, a 5 was hour a drive
2: yeah. um i got down there late i it took way longer to get situated in my room and pack my bags for the next day um i did actually get a decent amount of sleep for the night before a race but that really doesn't matter as much um and then there was the blizzard (laughs) the like half hour blizzard that happened (laughs) to coincide exactly with the drive from my hotel to the start line and i you know so it was rushed the whole time i like i actually even forgot my bib for the race at packet pickup um and the race director like called me and texted me to say, I've got your bib, pick it up in the morning. Like that's just how
1: things were conspiring against yeah, you. Yeah. I just think not your great. next attempt is at a place where it it's with the the running folks that you listen to and that you chat with. So yep. I think it's gonna be a little bit more I'm gonna use the word nurturing of an environment, if that makes any sense. I mean that's that's yeah. It's not nearly as far of a drive. No, nope. You're familiar with the course. Yep. So I think it'll be a little bit more
2: Yeah, it's it, it cuts down on a number of variables. Yeah. Um the the unfortunate part about it is it's at the end of July, so it will be hot. Um but you know.
1: It's also the cutoff is what, six hours longer?
2: Yeah, it's a thirty six hour cutoff. And so that means you that the the pace for that is a 20 minute mile there's a walk so as long as you can keep moving you can finish yeah do i really want to be going for 36 hours no but it's nice to know
1: you've got the time. So if you need to stop to adjust you can right now this segues nicely into because uh, i wanted alex's live reaction
0: oh well i'm not done
1: oh i'm sorry i'm not i apologize topic Son of a bitch. I wasn't moving on to a different topic.
0: I'm not finished with this topic. This it's part in the of, same this topic. This part of the topic. <laughs> Anyways, go look, I gonna... already told him uh-huh. this, but I just want... What's with the lip? <sighs> just sip your tea. Oh,
1: no, go ahead. Please continue.
0: <laughs> look, all I was going to say was, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe 50 miles, especially in that period of time, that's the most you've done in a day, right? No. 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 In like a 12 hours? What was it? Like how long were you going for?
2: Uh 13 hours and 20 some minutes. Okay. Um the best 50 miles I've done was just under 12 hours. Where was that at? That was at the Sugar Badger in
0: May. Okay. Well, I apologize. Anyways, look.
2: And the furthest I've gone period was at Christmas in July where I did 100k, which is 64 miles, and that I did very slow, it was like
0: 21 hours, Um, but anyways, yeah. Look, I'm just saying, I know you were disappointed, and look, I come on this podcast, I make fun of the running stuff, because you're a lunatic, (laughs) that's that's just undisputed, but... You still did 50 miles. You did it while you weren't feeling good. And deep down inside, Erica, here's the thing. I've told him this. He's actually happy this happened because now it gives him something else to strive for. It didn't work the first time. If he would have gone out there and he would have done 100 miles, I can't even imagine what death wish he would have came up with.
1: Well, and it's not only that, but I think it was there was a matter of time before you DNF'd. You were going to DNF something. Yeah. So I mean, it makes sense that it was a a hundred miler where everything kind of went tits up from from jump.
2: Yeah. So. I yeah I you mean bummed though. I I was definitely bummed. I mean it it sucks. It's 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 hard to go out and and you know sh- shoot for something and miss. Um, and the I think the the hardest part of it is in. You know, certainly in the immediate aftermath and like the day or two after because you what you don't want to do is you you don't want to you don't want to drop from a race and then realize, ah, shit, I, I could have worked this out. You didn't leave it all out there. You know, yeah, like or no, this I could have finished this race and. Um, you know the the thing that's that's I, I, been very positive for me is uh, you know with in the days after the race, I never once had that feeling of regret at the decision that I made um I you know, you you saw me, I couldn't walk for two days. Yeah,
1: no. even when we were texting when you were like, I think I'm gonna I didn't say, oh, you should you told me like when we were texting I think I'm gonna I'm gonna stop And I was like, well, you know your body, you know if you're hurt, does yeah. it make sense to keep pushing? No, then don't hurt yourself.
2: Yeah, I mean, and then like I'm, it, it's a weird thing to like, i was texting this to somebody else. It's like, it's a weird thing to, you know, not accomplish what you set out to accomplish, but still actually still do something pretty great. Yeah, and um and you know it, it it is disappointing um I've re- you know I've kind of I wrote down a lot of notes and I really gave a lot of thought to it and uh I think under the circumstances um there really just wasn't I couldn't correct for everything that went wrong you know if it was like Oh, there's this one thing that if I had done differently...
1: you got sick and you didn't sleep. There was nothing you were going to be able to do.
2: Yeah, there's nothing I could do about that part.
1: Well, and I would also say there's nothing wrong with failing at stuff.
2: No, there's not.
1: Because you take what you learn from it, and okay, I'll apply this to the next time I do it. And you know, hopefully circumstances will be a little bit better. You usually don't get sick over the summer. Right. So...
2: Well, and that was an interesting... You know, because as far as like... The decision to do the race that I'm going to do, um, you know, because I pulled up that list of all the 100 mile races in the United States. And there's something like, I want to say 250. He sends
1: me this list and he's like, where would you want to go? And I'm like, one, this is literally just a like text document in the smallest print possible (laughs) of like shit that I don't know anything about. So I was like, I'm not looking at this. this also, a-
0: <laughs> also none.
1: <clears throat> and because he's like, oh, but you could come out. You could It could be like a trip. You could crew me on my run. And I was like, ah, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hmm. Is this the old uh, buyer a president? It's a vacuum. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he knows better than that.
0: I-, I think you should do it as a gag gift. Just to, but, but, but it is see, funny
1: though. He's bought me like cooking stuff, but I like to cook, right. so it's that's like different. that's fine.
0: You should do the vacuum as a gag gift, but we'll see if you die before you get to give her the real gift.
1: If you get impaled with the vacuum.
0: <laughs> now, okay. But, so then the next, the next race. What, yeah. what plan have you come up with? Now, go ahead. Oh, oh is it okay? Can well, we move on? hold on. I just when I finish. I want to finish.
1: This, Bob doesn't want to move on yet. We I have to wait. Oh, I just, you
0: know what? I apologize for being nice. That's no, my bad. I, my I, I bad. just wanted to say like we look you know, I we I pulled together this list
2: because there's this website that has a list of all hundred mile races. Sure. And there yes, there's like two hundred and fifty race or hundred however many races. There's a lot. There's a there's a fair amount. But there are not many within like a, a day's drive of here, you've got a couple in Ohio. You've got the one I just did. You've got, um, the one in July, the one in July, Japan, uh, Wisconsin, you know, it, it, there's kettle Moraine in June, which is a hard race. And, and you start looking at it and you're trying to pick apart, like, you know, what, what, what's a race I can get to? What's a race you know that works in terms of time and what's you know and what's a race I reasonably think I can finish, and once we like kind of went through all of that, or I went through all of it and I presented you with the final options. It was there was really not many uh, races that could work. the The second best option that I found uh, for. For trying it out was the Rocky Raccoon. Uh, which is in Texas in February. And. I really didn't want to drive. Or 15 hours or fly. You know. To to make another attempt at 100. And to your point. This is close. It'll be easier to recruit people. To come and pace. Um, and.
1: Um, I mean some of them will probably even be like. Running it. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. People, local people will be running it. So uh, I think that'll be, I, I think that's my best shot for a first hundred now. Um, you know, and why, you know, the, the question that came up was, well, why not run, why not make another attempt at Tunnel Hill? And what it kind of just kept coming back to was that time of year. Is just right in that prime. This is when I usually get sick,
1: and you hadn't because of COVID. We've been inside and yep. masking and whatever. Um,
2: well, I mean, you just weren't seeing people, right?
1: So this time it was it came at you with a vengeance.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, you're still coughing.
2: Yeah, I'm still not a hundred. I went I went on a run on Friday uh, with one of my running club friends, and we ran six miles. And I felt like death the whole time. I'm still not I'm still not back to where I think part I wanna of that too be is
1: just hosting Thanksgiving like takes it out of you. I was useless on Friday. yeah, I mean, I was very tired, but naps were had so it was great.
2: so we'll have a plenty to look forward to talking about um my lunacy, especially probably around between like May and the end of July when my mileage is gonna be. At its peak. Um,
1: Well, and your other podcast gets to continue.
2: And the other podcast gets to continue. You're right. You said 100 miles? And we're actually recording that um, soon, too. So um, we'll get uh, to have... All
1: this and more with your donation. (laughs)
2: Yes. (laughs) Okay, we can move on to the the next lunacy. Tell me all about it. So... Um, so Alex, did you notice earlier this evening I'd brought out some sleeping bags?
0: You know, I didn't see them. You didn't? Okay. No. Um,
2: you didn't see the bivy? No. No. Okay. Um, I'm surprised. I set it up right in front of you. Yeah. I mean, blind as a bat. Almost as 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 if
1: asking for someone to ask him about it. I was just
2: locked in on pro wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um... (laughs) So, ask me about my sleeping bags. (laughs) Why won't you ask me about my sleeping bags? Why do you have multiple sleeping bags? Uh, So, um, have you ever... uh, Alex, have you ever heard of a winter ultra?
0: What Mm -hmm. sort of fucking dumb question is that? (laughs) Of course I haven't. (laughs) So, in January...
2: Uh, I am running uh the St. Croix Ultra. Uh-huh. Um it is a forty mile race uh-huh. overnight in Minnesota and <laughs> it it's largely it's run mostly on snowmobile track.
0: Does you have any idea what the temperature is going to be? I'm just assuming cold.
2: <laughs> I've looked at um, historical data for this weekend, and um, it, it it has gotten up to like 40.
0: You better hope.
2: Um, it's been as low as minus 30.
0: Yeah. So um, this. <laughs> I mean, I thought the last one was a death march, and the 40 miles doesn't... That's not very much. Like, you could do 40 miles, <laughs> even if you're... Hey, it's
1: a lot. Let's not even, act like it's not a lot. Uh, no, it's, it's nothing but for comparatively, a madman. Yeah,
0: for a madman, it's nothing.
1: He's done it multiple times. Yeah,
0: 40 miles. I'm not even worried about that. Now, let's talk about the temperature, because <laughs> if it's minus 30 out there, I'd say there's a above average chance you're just not coming home from this. <laughs>
1: Make sure the insurance up to date.
0: I actually this is another thing I was gonna I was gonna ask. Let's say there's a scenario mm-hmm. where you're out there on your hundred mile race and your body starts to fail you around forty three miles. Do you think if you don't have a family, you just push through and die?
2: <laughs> well, that's an interesting question. <laughs>
1: That's a movie right there. That is a movie. That is Alex.
2: That is a movie. Just gotta keep
0: running. There's no one waiting for me. It doesn't matter. (laughs) No, in the movie, he just got divorced. He's gotta prove something to himself. Show his value to the world. This will be... His kid hates him. This
1: will be like a a side character in the Marathon Investigator novel that I'm going to write. Because there is, Alex, a Marathon Investigator a person who investigates the illegal goings-on in marathons. And it is the most fascinating thing (laughs) that someone would dedicate their life to this shit in that way.
0: That sounds like something Bob would do, actually. Yes. That's 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 a Bob job right there. So I had a
1: friend who I told this to, and then she was like, this popped up on the Chicago subreddit. He's like on his website, like naming fucking names and like throwing people under the bus and just being shitty about it. I'm like, I need to reach out to this man. We need to go to lunch. I need to know him because this is amazing.
2: Well, I mean, in his defense. Shaming. Public shaming. Yes. I love it. In his defense, most of the time what he's doing is calling or we're kind of at, starts with is calling out people who cheat to get into the Boston marathon. And people work their asses off to qualify for Boston. So was he wronged in some way?
0: Maybe. I think that seems likely. Yeah.
2: I mean it's it's gotta be, right? Or maybe he was a race director. Don't mind me. Um, you know, like people work really, really hard to get into Boston. And so if you if you cheat to get in... Because the deal with getting in a Boston Marathon is you have to run a qualifying marathon in under a certain amount of time. right? And it's broken in... There are different times for different age groups. um, And it, it's really freaking hard. And it only gets harder every year because the number of people who want to get in the Boston keeps going up. But the number of slots for the race does not. Does he still run? Probably.
0: Yeah, and that that man devastatingly
1: got, injured, so he can't run.
2: That
0: anymore. man, that man got wronged. There's no doubt in my mind something happened, <laughs> and he's been on a course of vengeance. So ever since. you know what? Basic, course
1: of vengeance that could be the title.
0: Course of vengeance.
2: So you know what? He he this back. I think it was the 2013 Boston Marathon is when he started doing this. Oh, like, so
1: was he there when the bombing happened?
2: You know, I'm not sure. I don't. That was 2013, maybe, right? That was 2013, so maybe I'm getting my years mixed Ooh, up.
1: Maybe he was injured in that.
2: <gasps> oh my god! Um, so, uh, so he he was looking at data and realized like there's some things in here that don't make any sense. Like people who had qualifying times of like, you know, three hours ran six hours at Boston that's not right. I mean, you can have a really bad day and just shit happens, but you know, so what he's done is like for these races, he'll look at it. He'll look at the data and then he, then he'll compare it to other marathons. And through doing that, he, he's been able to find a fair number of people who have like had other people run for them. And that's called muling. Um,
1: See, and the great thing about this, Alex, because I am planning on writing something about this. I've got this. I have this wealth of knowledge right the fuck here. Mm-hmm. I'm even have to look up shit online. I can just be like, "Hey, Bob, terms, let's go." Or, Alex looks like he wants to kill. Himself or cutting right the course,
2: <laughs> and that's what happened at Chicago this year because there was a spot that was very easy to cut the course. Uh-huh. Um, and
1: uh, I would argue there's a few spots where it's very close together going north and then coming back south or going south and coming up north it would be very Yeah.
2: Busy. There's there's one spot in particular on that course where cuz what happened was they made it so that when you came ba- when you were coming back around on the south side at uh, China from Chinatown um it used to be you kind of went down um the side of 55 and then you would come back up, and that sucked because you're running on the side of the highway. Um, I don't know why they changed it though. You're
1: actually running on the side of the highway.
2: Not on the side of the highway, but you know, like on the street. Um, oh, oh, okay, okay. I was yeah. like,
1: that's seems yeah. very dangerous. No, it was,
2: it was, it was, it was, but anyways, they 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 brought it back over. So you actually came all the way back over to Michigan, and then so you had to head south on Michigan, and then you did this loop, and then northbound on Mi- Michigan. Which goes almost all the way, except for like the last 400 meters. Um, so right where you're going both ways was easy. You could very easily cut What the do you course. think other people
1: would notice, though?
2: Oh, people do, and people call them out. But if you're not a race official, you know. But is
1: the Marathon Investigator a race official? No. He's just doing this all freelance. He's yeah. He's doing it for the he, love of the game. He
2: He is. Because you know, it's it's it, every every person who cheats to get into Boston, um, well, that knocks out a legitimate person's chance. And just it's shitty to cheat. <laughs> you know, it like i think that the, the thing with the course cutting is interesting um from the ethics perspective because unless you course cut like un- unless the result of the course cutting was like you ended up qualifying or like you were going to like win prize money or something else. who cares you're you're one of like forty thousand people like you weren't age group or anything. Um it's still shitty, um but it's it's interesting that you know he he did put those names out for all the course cutters he found. Um,
1: which I just thought was hilarious. So, put him on blast.
2: Yeah. Marathon investigation. Or, like, he, he investigated, um, at the Badger this year. Um, there was a, the, uh, the presumed second place runner, um, had missing splits. So, what that means is along the course, Alex, there are timing mats and, um, Generally, you know, you have to cross every timing mat. That's how they know you actually completed the course. Right. Um, now, sometimes there are tech problems. You don't register. It's not super uncommon. But if you miss some timing mats, generally they're going to look at the splits that they do have and just make sure, like, that your times look, you know, reasonable.
0: Makes sense.
2: Yeah. Um, now, if this happens to like uh the person who comes in one ninety eight out of two fifty two, who cares?
0: yeah, they're not gonna
2: they're check. not they're not gonna check um if you come in second, but if you come in second, and that's where I guess somebody raised the question, you know we've got some timing irregularities, and once they once it was looked at, they said, well, this in and you know the Badger. There's not a huge amount of money for second place, um, if really any money, it might just be a like a, a clothing prize, um. But you know, it's still it's like, you know, it's still uh, inspect the uh, respect the integrity of the race. Um, ended up asking the marathon investigator to for advice on how to handle it. And so one of the things that has become common in ultras is to ask for like get the file, get what's called the GPX file uh, from your watch. And like there were all like there was there was excuse after excuse for why this guy didn't have, or like his one watch died. Oh, and also his other watch died. Um, like and you know he ate. He said, "Well, I ate a slice of pizza at that one aid station." And the aid station people were like, we didn't have pizza at that time of day when he said he came through. Because
1: you're a liar. So
2: it was interesting because like, you know, especially, um, what's really interesting is the race director, the guy who runs this, Scott Coomer, he's a lawyer. So he's very sensitive to how he presents information. And it's like, I'm not saying you cheated. All I'm saying is, I can't validate your result. And, I mean, it seems pretty clear this guy probably cheated, but, you know, you know, there's no po- proof positive to that. So, so this
0: GPX file you're talking about, are you supposed to keep that, or is that, like, a voluntary thing that people just use?
2: Um, almost the vast majority of people who run, um, track their runs using their watch, you don't, it's not... As far as I know, it's not a requirement in most races. I think there are some races that do require it, like Badwater, um, or races that are, you know, races that are particularly risky, like the um, Arrowhead One Thirty Five or the Iditarod, where you have to have a GPS device on you that's satellite linked so they can find you. Um, but no, most people, most of the time, you don't need it. You like, I don't. If I go and run a trail race, I don't need to submit my my GPX file at all.
0: Yeah. So So tell me so well, th- let's go back for a second. Tell me again, um quickly, because I'm on the verge of dying. Yes. But <laughs> what's um
1: <laughs> there's been some pretty great facial expressions. Is all I'm gonna all say. I,
2: all I, listen, this has been some really Interesting running talk, and for the couple of people on the Slack who listen,
0: they're probably moderately interested. They're
1: like, finally, yes, something for us. Yes,
0: I I hope they enjoy it. That said, I'm gonna start looking at bridges nearby. Okay, <laughs> okay. Anyway, now you're you're doing this this winter race. Yeah, forty miles. Mm-hmm. Is it an overnight? Is it twenty sleep twenty?
2: No. Um. So. It's you get 16 hours to run, Uh um, which is which should be more than enough time. Um, The it's um, so the there's there's actually no sleep requirement um, for the race itself, and you don't have enough time that you could sleep. So the the deal with this race is that it is a it is a like an introductory race to the world of winter ultras. Um, Uh So the other, you know, there's a, there's a, there's not a ton of winter ultras, but the one, the ones that are out there, like uh, Tascobia, Arrowhead, um, the Iditarod is the king of all racing kind of Um, the, you know, they're, they're such a huge commitment. Like, And up until this St. Croix 40, there really wasn't like a good way to get to try out Winter Ultras without just signing up for like Toscobia, which is 80 miles or 160 miles. Um, Arrowhead is 135 miles. Um, There, I think there's some on the East Coast or in Canada that are a little shorter, but Generally speaking, there, there wasn't really a good option for you to try. There's not like a winter ultra 5k. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so this is, so the, the whole idea is to kind of try it out, see if you like it and you want to do any more. Right. Um, so as part of it, the reason I had the bivy and the the bag up there, there's two reasons. One, even though it's 40 miles. It's the middle of winter in Minnesota. You don't know you need to be prepared. if a freak blizzard comes in and you need to bed down, you need to be able to do it. But two um, and the more and the more important race <laughs> almost is that this race has skill checks. So they want to make sure because basically there's kind of it's it's kind of unspoken that if you finish this race, and you pass the skill checks, it's kind of like a, a stamp of like, okay, if you want to go try Toscobia eighty, go for it. So I, I think the race director, his name's uh, Jameson Swift. I think in in his mind, it's probably like if if I give if I hand somebody a finisher medal or award for this race, I want to feel confident that if they go and try to scobia. I didn't give them a false impression that, you know, they could do it when they can't. So he's got the skill checks. So the way that this race starts is um, you have to start bedded down. So um, before the horn blows, I have to set up my, t- my bivy and get in my sleeping bag and wait for the horn to blow. When the horn blows, get out. You know, put my boots back on, roll up my bivy, pack it up, and go. So that's the first skill check. The second skill check is at the halfway point. In that the halfway point, I need to pull out my stove and boil 12 ounces of water.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Um, once I boil 12 ounces of water, then I get to move on and finish
0: the race. I was hoping the skill checks were gonna be like the challenge where you have <laughs> to do like puzzles or you have to. It's negative like, thirty
1: degrees. You've Carry to carry a bag hours. of rocks, right? <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean,
1: solve these ten grams.
2: I'm glad you brought that up because I've read something interesting about Mr. TJ Lavin uh-huh. the other day. I guess he was on somebody's podcast. You know all these challengers now um, they have podcasts Um, and he was saying that he's actually um, like secretly run a few of the finals Mm -hmm. um, just to try out the course that doesn't surprise me not at all like he's a maniac uh, who runs three miles every day in jeans and flip-flops but uh, specifically do you remember um, the what was the one where he they had to walk over the hot coals? Oh, wasn't that the one where Ashley stole the money yeah. from... Um, Hunter. Hunter, yeah. He said the first time he went over those coals that his feet just blistered the fuck. Like, he was severely burned. And told production, he was like, they can't do this. <laughs> like, this is... Look at my feet. This is... Um, and then he did it again. After they dialed it down, and he said it's still too bad. He's, he's just a maniac. Um, he really is. I love
0: yeah. the man. Well, he he really is like the challenge. I mean, it would. <laughs> I, I if he if he wasn't doing it, that would really be. It would be a lot harder of a watch for sure. Yeah, they would have to be like an amazing host to replace him. But
2: this is the thing. I would love to get like some of these challengers out to run like the arrowhead 135 or the other side of the scale the badwater 135 so the badwater 135 is run from death valley to mount whitney portal so it's the hottest race and just see cuz like i mean these guys are actually really in- and some of them have an incredible endurance yeah um but these are also distances that are
0: just well and above anything well, they've yeah, ever done. and also they've done some crazy distances on the challenge, but I don't think they've done any, like, marathon distances.
2: I think there's been one or two where they've gone at least marathon distance.
0: And they've had to do the bullshit in between. in between.
2: Yeah, So
0: it'd be, be interesting. Yeah. No, I'm trying to think who were, like, the all-time runners on the challenge. I remember paula being able to run seemingly endlessly jordan seems like he can run forever yeah um
2: jordan i can't remember he did um uh the los angeles triathlon and he i don't think he placed but he was like top 20 wasn't amber b
1: a decent runner
0: Oh, yeah. That one that yeah, sh- she did with CT, she was running nonstop the whole time. That's she- all she did. He did everything else, yeah. but he was yeah. like, if you just run, I'll do everything else. Right. Yeah. They crushed it. She, Her endurance was amazing. Yeah. And I-, I think, like, inherently, if they're in shape, in theory, it should be a little bit easier, right, for some of these women to go out there and run, even if they're not, like, marathon runners, because you're carrying so much less weight. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. If you can, let me just put it this way. If I can go from two and a half years ago, barely being able to run two miles or two minutes to, you know, running 50 miles, like these people who are already in shape, they just get on a training program yeah, and they'll be like, they should, they could crush it.
0: I'm trying to think who else really stood out running wise.
2: It's hard to it's hard to know like on the challenge who the are way the
0: way they the way they edit it. It's well,
2: to, the way they edit it, but also because it's so rare for you to be solo, truly
0: solo. Yeah, you usually have to slow down. One of the partners usually has to slow down for the other, right? And you end up doing a lot of walking when they really could be running. Yeah. Um, I mean, you clearly have some people who their their will, maybe not their like pure marathon training, yeah, but their will is almost so like indestructible that they'll just keep going no matter how close they are to dying. Like the people who win traditionally, they just have to be able to go go go. your your CTs, your frickin' Johnnys. I mean, like CT nearly won a final where he climbed up a fucking like mountain. Where he was smoking cigarettes before he did it, <laughs> and he was still trying to will himself up that mountain. Yeah, you know. Oh, oh man! I mean, you're that was like, painful you're like, to watch. You're like, I'm. You're like, oh, two weeks before I did this ultra, I was sick. It's like CT's like I've been chain smoking oh, cigarettes been, like, chain, my whole life,
1: chain smoking like a fiend, and it's like, yeah, I got it. It's good.
2: I know. I did. I, it, was, it makes me think of like a couple, um, the, like people who who are just that in shape uh, are just fascinating to me. Like that, that you're like, I train relentlessly and I'm not nearly that in shape.
0: Well, and also it's different, right? And this, this is so true that whatever condition your body was in most of your life, it's much easier to rebound to that condition, whether it's you've, been fat your whole life or you've been skinny and in shape your whole life and you know for like a few years there we had dad bod CT yeah but I'm sure the moment he started eating a little bit better and working out a little bit more his body like instantly rebounded to where he'd been the vast majority of his life yeah he got the he he saw the angle
1: like Jericho did (laughs) right?
0: and the same thing with like Chris Jericho there was like maybe six months a year there where he was like clearly out of shape, had a bit of a belly going and he like got in shape so fast that it was crazy. Like literally seemingly overnight, like boom, back to great shape because that's how his body's been for the better part of 30 years.
2: I think there's truth to that. I'd also say when your livelihood is tied to um, your ability to perform um, it's a little different. It's a little sure. di- you know, it, it's and like also you
0: have the time to train and work out exactly right and everything.
2: Well, yeah. Or I don't even know if it's eat right. It's probably more starve yourself for a couple of weeks to knock out 10 pounds, but you got the ability to do it because you're not, you know, having to, to go to work, than in this at a desk job. Sure. But, um, but no, I, I do think there is truth to that. And I was listening to a podcast recently, um, called the science of ultra and they um they had a uh, uh, a scientist from i want to say it was duke university on talking about what they've seen in terms of um in, in try, like trying to understand what i like the effects of metabolism and they talked a lot about they were talking a lot about on that podcast that we, you know, metabolism just isn't very well understood, um, and what what people outside of the scientists understand about it is even like completely wackadoo. And one of the interesting things the guy um posited was that your body can your body can and will adjust to about a six hundred calorie a day deficit. And that if you try to, you will reach, you will hit a wall if you try to have more than a 600 calorie a day deficit, um, for too long. And, and, and that's, that's basically what
0: he's a wall in what sense that you'll want to eat.
2: You're going to have to eat or you'll, you'll start to drop performance and you're like, you just won't be able to maintain it. I see. Um, but it was interesting that, that idea that your body can like, it seems from their data that your body will adapt to a 600 calorie a day deficit. So if you just keep doing that, like eventually I'm
0: trying, I'm trying to focus on you. I don't know if the mics ever picked this shit up. But Bob the dog is just, like, grunting and looking himself. I he's know. having a ball in the background I mean, while Bob's I, trying to have this serious conversation. I, I
1: think it all depends on, like, where he's positioned in the room. If he's behind one of the mics, I do think it I don't think it's possible for it not to pick up. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Like, what does he do it over there? He's, he's
1: just like he's, he's just having a blast.
0: Bob the dog in it. He's just
1: rolling on the carpet. Just being a dog. He's rubbing his back into it. He's snarfling. He's doing. He's just his thing. living
0: the dream. Yeah. All right, I can't be mad at him for living the dream. Living it, the dream. His timing of living the dream is always highly suspect.
1: At least that's not the fifteen-minute ball-licking session <laughs> that usually happens when we're talking about something serious.
0: Okay. So, <laughs> do you have anything else, Bob? <laughs> Any thoughts?
2: No, I don't think so. We, we've we talked about running now for an hour.
0: Yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> well, we're always trying to fill up the content. <laughs> that leaves us four hours of other stuff. <laughs> hey, Erica, speaking of good Witcher news, you've had all the bad Witcher news. We open the show with more of that. The good Witcher news. Finally, the next-gen update for The Witcher 3 is coming in like two weeks or something, three weeks.
1: Alex, I heard that fucking music when you're fighting, like, when you pull your sword and you're, like, fighting the monsters, that Scandinavian woman just, like, going to town. And I'm like, I'm going to have to fucking play this game again, aren't I? God damn it.
0: Just off the game being 60 FPS instead of 30, that alone is going to be so much more enjoyable. It's one of those things, you get used to 30 when you have to, when you have no choice. But once you have 60 on a certain game, you can't go back. I mean, it's like Overwatch. Like, one day, like a a couple of years ago, or maybe a year ago or something, year and a half maybe, they added a 120 FPS mode to Overwatch, Mm -hmm. and usually the game had been 60. And um, at first you're sitting there and it's like, man, this really doesn't... This isn't like the gap. It isn't like the jump from 30 to 60. Like, 30 to 60 is so noticeable on any game.
1: I'll be interested to finish your thought
0: but 60 to 120 it's like okay it's smoother but it's not like that big of a difference it's not like the jump
1: from like standard def to high def where you're like oh my god and then like anything above high def you can kind of notice yeah but it's like okay it's you're just this is a matter of like nitpicking but then
0: one day my options had accidentally gone back to 60 i don't know what i did and I'm sitting there playing the game, and I'm like, "What the fuck happened?" Man, is this game laggy, or what's going on? Like, it's real like slideshowy. Like, what is this? And then I realized it was on 60 instead of 120, and it's like, wow, I didn't even like register that it had like changed this much in my mind, like my perception of the feel of the game. Mm-hmm. But it really was a big difference. And 30 is 60 is. Well, I mean, there's no way I'm not
1: going to... This is getting downloaded, and I'm obviously going to play it a bit more. Sure. Um, I don't know if I'll just do... I mean, let's be real. I'm going to play the whole fucking game again, but um, yeah. Yeah.
2: Will you, will you go through and do all the side shit, though?
1: I mean, I did most of it.
0: You could probably do a new game plus where stuff like your armor you would still have, so you wouldn't have to do that. At least.
1: That's true. So maybe I'll I'll just do that. Because I got to a point where there was stuff I could still do. But I was like, he's retired. I he's still campy. A, so I, I was like, we're going to leave. Plus. I think that there is. I think you're right. Because you can carry over your armor and then there's like...
0: And you upgrade? More do you upgrade upgrades. your weapons in that game? I can't remember. Or does your You don't or do upgrade. The Weapons just get stronger from your armor being better.
1: You get you can craft newer, better weapons as you go.
0: Okay. It's been I mean, I didn't I think like Witcher 3 was an early Xbox 1 game, wasn't it? So it's been so long since I played. It's been, been played out for it. a minute. Yeah. Um
1: Yeah, and there's certain levels you have to be in order to like use specific right. weapons, so but you can craft stuff and then You kind of wait to use it. Yeah, maybe I'll do a new game plus and I can kind of, you know... uh, Have your
0: character and skip certain things. Yeah.
1: Not blow through like you would do in uh, Resident Evil 4 with the Chicago typewriter, but...
0: (laughs) That (laughs) was always the best part about, like, replaying a Resident Evil game. I remember in Resident Evil 5, you could collect... um... They had them in 4 as well where you could shoot the little, like, blue... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: the token, the medallions. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, the medallions. And they had that in five as well, but they also had a system in five where you could um, just, like, get basically experience from beating levels, like, points. Mm-hmm. And you could then spend the points on getting the unlimited ammo version of weapons. And so you could get, like, the unlimited ammo, like, ammo, like, deagle. And just, like, one shot kill right. basically everything just plowing in the game. through the game. Yeah.
1: It's like, well, I just want to do the story again.
0: Yeah, Resident Evil. That's one of the best things about those Resident Evil games, right, is they're so replayable. They were good them, about that. Because none of them are really that long. Right. Especially the earlier ones, like 1, 2, 3, and 4 are very short games, I mean, yeah,
1: 4 is what would you call?
0: And 4 is one of the longer ones, and it's still not really that long. I mean, it's maybe like a 20-hour game.
1: That's what I was going to say, 18, 20 hours. But you get that Chicago typewriter. Oh, you could blow through Eight hours, if that. But then
0: you think about something like Resident Evil 2. You know, I know they have like the Leon and the Claire playthroughs, but they're both
1: there's not pretty a lot different in between them, right? And
0: each one is only like, they're like sub 10 hours. Yeah, they're pretty short. Even if you don't mm-hmm. really know what you're doing.
1: But then you can unlock, uh, uh, what, new outfits, new sure. weapons. You can carry over stuff. It gives you a reason to play again. So, yeah. Erica's definitely going to play through The Witcher 3 again.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, I uh-huh. mean.
1: What are you going to do? I reached my re- reading goal this year. So,
0: yes, I can. All oh, time to move on. Other things.
2: Yeah, fuck reading. Move on.
1: No, I have a lot, like I've been sitting here just kind of looking, and there's a lot of stuff on here that I've been wanting to read for a while, and it's um, kind of like...
2: How many books do you currently have out of the library? None. Oh. Wow. No,
1: I, finna- I have two on hold uh, that I'm waiting for, but I wanted to kind
2: of... What's your book of the year?
1: Probably Tomorrow, Tomorrow, and Tomorrow.
2: What was that about?
1: That was the one, it's the two friends, they meet when, um, the boy, uh, uh, it's a little boy and a girl, uh, he's in the hospital because his mother died in a car accident and his foot got, like, destroyed, so he's just in, like, debilitating pain. And the girl's there because her sister has leukemia, I think. So she finds him in, like, the little TV room, and they start playing Mario together. And it becomes, like a thing and they were like the kids that boy hasn't talked to anybody in like months like could you come back and you know play with him again and they end up being like lifelong friends they end up meeting up back in college uh start developing video games together and it's kind of their lives and friendship Hmm. it's amazing i cried multiple times yeah tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow like the Macbeth quote Hmm. it's very 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 good highly recommended
0: that does sound like an inevitably sad book, and I don't, I can't deal with sad.
1: Alex, there's stuff, like, I was like... Just I, I, I the way you described <laughs> it,
0: I was like, <laughs> I can already like, tell there's sad parts of this book. I mean,
1: already with the girl having, like, the sibling with cancer, I started crying, like, in the first there because I was like, oh, I know how that is. You know, that's a yeah, very no. specific kind of thing that not a lot of folks... And they kind of nailed that, so...
2: Oh yeah. What, what do you what do you think? The hits is, just kept coming what, in that one, Alex. What What do you think is the absolute fastest way to to uh, trigger the rainstorm in the room for you?
1: Oh, see, I don't know. I think it depends.
0: You know what always gets me? Well done music in certain scenes. It's not even like I could be watching some movie that fucking sucks. Oh, and I don't do care music, about any though? of the characters and I don't care about the story and it all, it's all bad but then like the right music will get me anyway and you're like what why it's like, I don't even funny care because I could let them all die I don't even care what, about the music what
2: I was thinking of the answer to my question for me was the I could hear just the first few notes of it's quiet uptown and just <laughs> begun. So I
1: heard that I was in the car <laughs> If you hadn't seen Hamilton, I was just like, okay, yeah, we'll listen to this. I was driving home from somewhere. That song hits. I was crying so hard I had to pull the fuck over. So I was like, and now I have specific songs that cannot be on car driving playlists because they make me cry. And I'm like, we can't have that. It's like certain dollops I can't listen to because I'm laughing so hard. Remember (laughs) when we were listening to the Ronald Reagan one that one time? I'm like, I'm going to kill us. We need to turn this off.
2: The other one, the other song um, that'll get me is the finale song to Mass Effect 3.
1: Mm.
0: There's a lot of great music in the Mass Effect games.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: I'm trying to think stuff that gets me. Uh, uh, Unrequited pining, done well, gets me every time. But it has to be, like, good, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Like, sad stuff with kids. Like the, the being the kid, I'm going to start crying just talking about it, being the kid who doesn't have the cancer and is kind of like, for lack of a better word, kind of overlooked for a while. Ooh, ooh, that got me right in the feels. I had to like put the book down for a little while. I was like, nope,
0: I don't walk I don't cry, but you know what always makes me like sad or I don't know what the word is, melancholy or something like, uh. Like end credits in a video game that you really enjoyed. You know, it's kind of like, oh, it's over. That's sad. It's like
1: when I finished that book, I put it down and I was like, because normally I would pick something else up and I, you know, okay, let's get started with the next one. I waited like four or five days because I was yeah. like, I got to sit with this for a minute. And,
0: and you could play it again, right? Or you could read the book again, but, but it's never for... the same as that first experience. Exactly.
1: You were, it's that kind of, uh, I'm happy that I did it and I'm happy I lived through it but I'm so sad that I'm never going to get to experience this for the first time again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I wish someone would just erase my memories of Bioshock so I could play that game again for the first time.
1: (laughs) Honestly, I cried during the Winter (laughs) 3. Like, at the very, very, very end. I don't want to say anything because I don't want to ruin the... uh, Because you haven't played the DLCs, right?
0: No, and it's been so long that, I mean, I can remember the general, like, beats of the main story, but I don't remember everything that happened. There's
1: a thing, like, halfway through that got me, just because... Yeah, but and then it it depends, too. It's like, are we hormonal that day? Because that's just, that's how I can tell stuff's coming. I'm I'm, I'm hormonal every day. You start bawling at the drop of a fucking hat, and it's like, all right, better go out and buy tampons. But it's just, yeah, you know, poor Bob knows. He has to deal with it. it. Poor Bob. Poor
0: Bob. No one's ever said that seriously.
2: There are three songs on my playlist (coughs) that... Either I'm fine with or I'm a total disaster. It just depends on the day.
1: I will say there is. A, tell us your songs.
2: Um, it's um, My Hero.
1: Yeah, that one will get you. It dep- It does. Yeah. That'll get you. Yeah. For the Foo Fighters. You know yeah.
0: this song. Yeah, who doesn't?
2: Uh, Johnny Cash is hurt. Sure.
1: Hmm, interesting.
2: Um and the third one is um from Jimmy World. Um fuck, what's the name of the song?
0: Hear You Me. I think I know that one. You know what music was so good in Mass Effect Three is that song like Mass Effect Three for All Its Problems had a great soundtrack. Yes. And the song they play when you're leaving Earth called and the, leaving earth it, 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 yeah i think it might be no oh. i know exactly what yeah. you're talking about as soon as kid, you i could the hear kid, the first,
1: those like first few chords
0: the chords start hitting you see the kid you're like oh that kid's fucking dead and, and then the you, get, you get the han zimmer blah.
1: yeah oh oh you want to talk about music that will get me every fucking goddamn time speaking of mr zimmer is it the lion king the end of the lion king where uh, it's crazy
0: how much stuff is he's all over. It's, like it's it's like he's in every fucking great movie.
1: When it's, it's the very end, and Simba's walking up in the rain. He just killed Scar, and he's like ascending to like be the rightful king. The music that plays during that destroys me every time.
2: You know why that Mass Effect Three soundtrack is so good? Because of Clint Mansell. Yes. So fucking good. Oh
1: oh, and like. Speaking of The Lion King, oh, there's so much that makes Erica ball, like, randomly. Again, depending on the day. When I saw the uh, Broadway show, and there's that moment in the movie where Simba's uh, uh, kind of despairing, but then his dad appears in the, the clouds. Mm-hmm. We move on from this topic. You look like you're ready to kill yourself. No, almost. Um, in the show... That's they- just my
0: face. Yeah.
1: <laughs> They do it in such a way. It was just beautiful and all the the puppetry in that really got to me. Which is a thing that happens sometimes. It's so beautiful.
2: Mm. Oh, so much good music.
1: I'm trying to think of what else.
2: Um, let's see. The movie go- Up. <laughs> Okay, so,
1: the first time I watched Up, and we can also talk about another funny Pixar-related fucking story, I was, um, speaking of people crying, uh, uh, it was crazy late at night, I was living alone at the time, I couldn't sleep, I was like, oh, you know what, I'll flip on the new Pixar movie
0: all That'll Pixar help. movies are sad what, you thought this was going to make things better no
1: I just something to like watch whatever I'm up I'm going to watch this I'm, I've got like my blanket over my head in that first five minutes and then they're hitting you with the oh, can't have kids oh they're old now maybe like oh now she's dead <laughs> just like <laughs> thanks Pixar you fucks
0: you know uh, uh, have you seen this movie I know you're a big Charlie Day fan I'm a big um, fan. It's like it's on Amazon Prime, I think. I want you back. It's basically a rom-com. It
1: came out like last year, right? I think so. Maybe. I remember registering it and being like, ooh, Charlie's in a thing. I need to watch this. And then I never yeah, fucking
0: watched it. I, I watched it. It was OK. It was um, the first half was really slow. Like at the beginning, it was really slow. It was one of these movies. Like, can we let's go trim let's the get there, time please. a little bit here? Um but the second half was pretty good and there was some funny stuff in there it was a little bit like light on the comedy I would have mm-hmm. liked a little bit more comedy but you know it was it was it was okay it was watchable like it worth a watch like, it wasn't brutal worth
1: or the couple hours
0: yeah i yeah well i can't i don't know if it's worth the watch but if it's like you got nothing else to watch okay you never notice you go on these streaming services and there's just. Nothing. Oh,
1: can I throw out other things that made me cry? Just two more. Okay. I think you'll appreciate both of these. It's actually both times Vegeta died in no. Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> well,
0: the the one, um, they actually both were very sad. Both were yeah. really the, the second, fucking well the done. Second one, the second one, you know, it's like the second one is so sad because it's like, hey, here's a guy who's finally come around, right? Like, he's got his priorities straight, He've ma- he's made a lot of mistakes, a lot of mistakes, but few. he's one of, like, the very few people on that show who actually have character development. He has an arc.
1: He definitely has an arc. <laughs> Whereas,
0: like, you know, Goku really, at the end of the day, Goku's Goku the whole way through. Goku he had his arc more people. in
1: Dragon Ball. There was more of a, and then it was like, okay, now, whatever, but yes.
0: Yeah, Goku just wants to fight people, and as time goes on, he just wants to fight people more. Even even if it means everyone around him will probably end up being killed, but he just wants to fight people. That's Goku. Yes. Yeah. I I, so I, th- I said this before on my on this pie. Probably last time we talked about this. But what I always love about Trunks and Dragon Ball Z is Trunks is not there to fight. And have a good time. <laughs> Trunks is there to kill you. <laughs> There's no... We're not here, like, for fun. This is not, like... We're not having a good time and building things up. Like, Goku no. likes to play the game no. where he builds up his power as the fight goes no, on. No, because
1: Trunks saw how that works. Yeah. And it doesn't work. Yeah,
0: Trunks was lived through the apocalypse. Right. And he ain't doing this oh, shit. Oh,
1: everybody got whacked. Awesome. We gotta end this quick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your... Uh, no. There's nothing to wa- worth watching I, on streaming. No, but,
0: but really, do you ever go on these streaming services and you just start paging through and it's like, none of this looks interesting. Nothing and, speaks to you. And Netflix is so bad about this because Netflix especially is just piled with their original Netflix crap, and the vast majority of it is total shit. Like, I can just tell looking at the cover art (laughs) that it's trash and it's C-movie tier.
1: Honestly, I think the only two, like, Netflix original movies that I've watched are those Enola Holmes movies. And they were good. And I enjoyed those. Yeah. Not just because Henry has the curly hair. Mm. That That was a major, like... Benefit? Factor in the deciding to watch the
0: movies mm, okay
1: but they were actually quite good
0: no they actually are they I'm are not, i'm not I'm being not...
1: yeah alex likes them so i mean yeah they were
0: good they're like they're like um they're like uh, teenage movies yeah, right that's light. what they're meant it's for it's nothing
1: like heavy and it's just sort of like we you need movies like this it doesn't all have to be like this big budget like marvel d- like okay. fuck whatever well, the hell well you
0: all notice? I just want to say real quick, in Enola Holmes 2, was it just me, or did it seem like huge portions of that movie were shot on a green screen?
1: I don't remember getting that vibe. There were some
0: scenes where I was sitting there like, this feels like this is a whole green screen CGI creation.
1: I was not at home base. I was elsewhere watching it. Okay. So, Yeah. There, there was not because
0: sometimes you're watching scenes right in a movie or a tv show mm-hmm. and suddenly you can just tell it's a green screen seems yeah. off between the characters and whatever they're standing like in front of things just seem not right you know yeah you
1: get that kind of uncanny valley sort of vibe yeah as i was shouting you were going to say something
0: no just
2: something you know just <laughs> the conversation we've been having like kind of jumped out as me at me which is kind of i think the problem with a lot of movies and, and i think a lot of the reason so many of the marvel movies are are just fine they're marvel movies well i
1: will also say we have not watched the last
2: we haven't really watched anything since since the pandemic um uh infinity war or
1: we watched the spider-man after that
2: we did watch that one yeah um but I think so many so many movies are set up to have that that big emotional moment and then don't deliver. And it just kinda of falls flat. And it like if you if you're gonna have you know, the you know, a light hearted, dumb movie that understands what it is and it's not trying to get that visceral reaction from you mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's great. It, it works. Well, like, not
1: everything has to be. like. Uh, there needs to be mid-tier, like I yeah. was saying. Not everything has to be this over-emotional, bombastic, whatever the fuck, you know?
2: But I think a lot of movies try to do it and then fail. Yes. And end up uh, being hilarious. Uh, they're, they're either hilarious or they fall into that, that middling right. realm. Not, not worth your time. Right. You know, and, and I'm trying to think, like, in in all of the marvel movies how many like how many truly like impactful memorable moments are there
1: i mean i think just in terms of sort of like never thought i'd see this at first time you see uh, iron man and captain america on the screen together mm-hmm. will always kind of pop out that whole battle of new york at the end avengers and it's in and of itself Whatever you want to think of the Marvel movies since mm-hmm. is kind of an achievement. Yeah, in,
2: I'd agree with that.
1: I mean, it kind of ruined everything, also, because everything has to be a cinematic universe now, and fuck us all for that. Um
0: I was, I, I Captain read... America
1: falling on the uh, grenade in the first. Captain That's a America. big
0: moment. Yeah.
1: I'm sorry, go ahead. Aaron. No,
0: I I'm well, I actually have another thing, but um I'm trying to think like man, see all these movies in my mind, they're all like jumbled together cuz they're all so samey. Right. That I'm sure there's stuff that I've emotionally reacted to. Oh, there's but moments
1: in in Endgame was the last one, right?
0: I believe so. Endgame. Yeah, like yeah. Endgame when,
2: when Iron Tony, Man when dies, dies, I love you
1: 3000. Yeah, sobbing in the theater. Like
2: well, I was just thinking, like that, when that all, was actually, when they all
0: show up to back up Captain America.
2: Yeah, I mean that that was like one of the the few the one of the one the scenes that like I am Iron Man, and that last yeah. like okay that's an iconic moment.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: There's just like because that you, was you, the you,
1: that was the end it and it made sense. sense. We needed to end and just let it rest and, for a while.
2: And you know, but and, and to your point, yeah, I'm sure there have been moments in the other movies that maybe in real time, but how many do you really remember? But, and, and it's the weird thing about the Marvel movie is it's just like, you know exactly what you're getting in most Marvel movies.
0: Well, I remember loving like guardians of the galaxy, but right now I can't even tell you anything that happened in that movie. <laughs> like I honestly can't. I can't. I don't even know what the plot was. Uh, and that might be the best of all of them. It was a fun movie.
1: Well, because you didn't have any expectation behind it, right? That's part of it. I didn't know who the fuck the Guardians of the Galaxy were. So I was like, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. You still liked Chris Pratt? You know, it wasn't revealed that he's kind of an asshole. So it's like, okay, cool.
0: Yeah, that helps too.
1: This could be fun. <laughs> and it was Batista's great in that shit. Batista's uh, very good. Um, you've got kind of the no name who gives a fuck villain, but it was like, okay, we're kind of building towards something fine.
0: Oh no. Okay. That was a good, I remember that now. And he was, uh, that was um, Lee, Pace, Lee Pace, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He killed it in that. And mm-hmm. no, that was cool too, where he grabs the infinity stone or whatever. Right. And they're all in the vortex, and his body's being like ripped apart. And they all grab onto him to help take he save him with the power of friendship. Yes. And it would—I can't even remember what what's his name. Something the destroyer. Ronan. Ronan. Because yeah, this right. this is the
1: shit I remember. Instead you, of
0: you've got this all memorized. This is um, the fucked
1: up thing, Alex. I have such a vast reserve of memory for dumb shit like that. Ask me like I know his birthday. I know Izzy's birthday. I know my parents' birthday and my brother's birthday. And my best friend since I was three. Everybody else, I gotta look that shit up. I don't even,
0: I don't know anybody's birthday. I I honestly don't know anybody's birthday. I barely remember when it's mine. I couldn't give a shit about birthdays. But ask me
1: some, like, pointless trivia that no one gives a shit about ever, and I'll, I'll
0: have it for you. I'm sure there's times over the year people have been like, wow, man, Alex didn't even remember my birthday. It's like, I don't even know when my own is. <laughs> it's like, just another day. I don't even celebrate. The one um, I expected you to bring up was uh, Batman. Oh, well, that, I wasn't counting, I was just thinking of the Marvel stuff. I, I think
1: he's just talking about stuff that made me cry.
0: Oh, um, but I was just going to say he's sometimes like when it's they... just putting a coat on a kid's shoulders oh, yeah. and telling
1: him it's okay oh my god <laughs> um,
0: no but uh, yeah when they all like grab on to uh, Peter Quill,
1: Star Lord. Yeah, Star Lord
0: and what is, I can't remember what Ronan says but something like, like how you're all, you're human, this is impossible or something like that and he's like you said it yourself, we're the guardians of the galaxy bitch it's like that's a great moment yeah yeah um and in the batman stuff like the fr- batman begins where you know she's like what is does what katie holmes in that one say she's like uh you know you could die like just tell tell me who you are tell me your name but
1: it's not who i what i yeah. do or it's not and he gives her the
0: he gives her the line back that she gave him in the halfway through the movie yeah, yeah. it's like uh it's not, it's not who you are on the inside what or I do what, what, you're, what you do that defines like that. you or something like that.
1: Those movies are so fucking good. makes you mad yeah, how good they those, are.
0: Those movies were so well-written. The only bad thing that the Batman movies ever did to society as a whole is now every time someone wants to be edgy, they say you either uh, die a hero or live long enough to become the, vill- the villain. And that's a great line it's in that movie. It's a great line, yeah. But now every fucking edgy dork wants to say that. Yeah.
1: And it's like you're you're a fucking like, yeah, get out of here. Nah. Get the fuck Shut out. Shut up. Come back to me when you're Harvey fucking Dent asshole. Yeah.
0: Move <laughs> along. Move along. Oh, those movies are so good.
1: I'm trying to think of other moments where I was when she a when she tells him the when theater. she tells
0: him at the end of Batman Begins like, you know, what, we can't be together because of your mask or whatever. And he's like, well, I won't be, you know, I won't be Batman forever. She's like, no, not that. mask, this one. It's like, oh. it's like, oh. oh.
1: Oh. Oh. and that letter in the, the second one that oh Alfred burns. Oh, God. Oof.
2: Oof. you killing me. We were talking about this yesterday. Who's the better
0: Rachel Dawes? I thought Katie Holmes did a better job. Interesting. See, disagree.
1: I like Maggie Gyllenhaal yeah. better
0: something about her i don't know this doesn't doesn't the acting style doesn't do it for me i don't know how to describe see, it i feel the same way about
1: katie holmes i've got nothing against her she's fine just doesn't jive for me see i and there's the scientology stink
2: oh, poor thing. Sad. but see to me i i take i have i feel maggie gyllenhaal is much more believable as like the tough oh you know
1: you want to talk about Crying moments. They're just all coming back to me. Have you ever seen Brokeback Mountain? No. Oh, Alex, the end of that movie, Heath Ledger is like, he's got an old shirt of Jake Gyllenhaal's, and Jake Gyllenhaal had been dead for like 20-something years at this point. It's this quiet nothing moment at the end of the movie. He just opens a door, and the sh- I'm going to cry talking about it, and the shirt is still there, and he just kind of like fixes it and adjusts it a little bit. Close the door, movie ends. Sobbing. <laughs> Sobbing embarrassing i saw that in a theater it was an embarrassing state of affairs i'm just gonna keep breaking in with these so continue talking
0: (laughs) crying in the theater is the worst because then you're trying to like okay no one notice
1: no everybody noticed i know everybody noticed
0: And Toy else Story crying? Three, bail me out.
1: I was with Joey. We're watching it to the end. I don't even remember what the fuck happens. I look over. I'm like, oh, trying like, to like hide it. Every
0: fucking Pixar movie is designed <laughs> to get you to cry. That's why I don't watch those motherfuckers. I look anymore. over and he's like hunched <laughs> in his
1: seat too, and I'm like, okay, yeah, all right, we can we can sob on each other. It's fine.
0: You also, do you think every Marvel movie they just start off with they first they design the big action set piece at the end of the movie and then they work backward? <laughs> Uh, it's like here's the action we want to do because this is all we care about. Then we're going to work backward to try to make it make sense.
1: That's probably the way they do it.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Hamilton, just in
2: general.
1: Oh, crying in public. At least everybody else was crying too. You're not doing it yourself. At least the people in our section were. I so- saw um, Fest.
2: baby race.
1: Oh, we're going to start talking about how I cry when I watch Bluey? You're going to do that to me? You're going to put me on blast on the podcast? The cute dog show that has made me cry multiple fucking times? Camping? Don't get me started on camping, Bob.
0: I can't do anything with animals either. Like, I always feel so bad. If anything bad ever happens to, like, a dog or a cat, it's like...
1: the fucking witcher. When he has to fucking put Roach down? Forget it.
0: Forget it. (laughs) Crying.
1: He says that nice little thing about how, like, oh, I'm going to start crying talking about it. Go ahead. Continue. Whatever.
0: Um, No, I was going to say, I saw some some quotes from an interview that Tarantino did. And he was saying how, like, right now is one of the worst eras in movies ever. I would agree with that. And I think he's so on. Like, it's so right. It's like, all we've got now are these fucking Marvel movies and seemingly nothing else. Like, every once in a while, you get something. But it just seems like all the money is being funneled into these fucking big superhero movies. It's like, can we make something else again? No.
1: Not until those movies stop making money. As long as those keep make making... Make those,
0: but can't we make something else too? Nope. Nope.
1: Because it's not worth it. I'm not going to see the return on investment. I'm going to see a hajillion dollars with this stupid bullshit. So I'm just going to keep doing that. And every now and again, you'll get an everything everywhere all at once. Or Nope, which we still haven't watched, but I've heard is amazing. Like, there's little stuff every now and again that'll come up for air and people will be like, oh, this was great. Remember? Remember movies?
2: But I would argue, though, to a degree, you know, the I, I wonder how how few of those, like, good kind of little under-the-radar movies there are relative to, you know, how many there were 20 years ago? Uh, versus, you know, is it just that we're just flooded with so much, you know, like is the volume of the big blockbuster stuffs just so high that it makes the volume of the more niche stuff seem well, low? There I- is
1: definitely a, a lesser amount of your mid-tier, like comedies, romantic comedies. You still see a lot of horror because it's very cheap to make and makes a lot of money. Um, but no, I, I, there's been studies done on this and shit where it, and I don't have anything off the top of my head. But,
2: God damn it, I want sources.
1: Sorry. Well, but uh, where it is all just, this is the shit that makes us money. We learned the wrong lessons from the Lord of the Rings trilogy and we just sort of, this is what we're going to do now. Everything has to be a series. Everything has to be interconnected, and it's all got to be long. Everything's got to be a thousand hours long because we can't have other stuff in the theater, and it's, yeah.
0: The desire to make every single movie, like, at least two hours and 20 minutes is killing me because there's so many movies That I see where it's like, oh, maybe I'd watch it, but oh, it's two hours and 30 minutes. Now I don't want to watch it just because it's long. I don't want to take a chance on something that's fucking endless.
1: Well, and can't we make just a taut 100-minute movie anymore? Like, that takes... There's actual skill involved in that. Yeah. Yeah. Telling a succinct, good story quickly. I point to Jurassic Park. Like, 100 minutes... what,
2: it, you're in,
1: you're out. Very actiony. I,
2: I'm really curious as to what what the business logic is behind making these movies two and a half hours long is, because you, if you're making it two and a half hours, that's an, you know another hour worth of film you got to make. That's super expensive. Can I tell
1: you what it is? I know exactly what it is. What is it? It's to push other things out of the theaters. You have a Marvel movie. That's what three hours long, right? I want it on as you want that showing on as many screens as possible, as often as possible. So you can have it's three hours, you can have say four showings in a day on one screen. Well, that's not enough, hmm. so it's got to be on other screens. And those screens normally would show other stuff, but now we're going to show Guardians of the Galaxy 3 for a month hmm. on all of these screens.
2: I buy that, so it's that pushing
1: sense. stuff out. Yeah, and it's well, you don't have time to watch other stuff too, because our stuff is so long, and don't, you gotta watch all the Marvel stuff so you know what's coming up next. Yeah, but but it's the theater <sighs> stuff. That's what. Okay, that was.
2: interesting. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. It, it's it's just funny to me because I mean I'm at a point where
1: we don't really watch movies anymore. No, I mean because it's just it's, and if we do, it's old stuff.
2: It's it's older stuff. I like. <sighs> I, like you said, we haven't really watched any Marvel stuff since the, uh, that first Spider-Man after um, Endgame, and and that's including television. Because you're you're putting, yeah,
1: I've watched a couple of the shows. You, you have. It. Yeah,
2: I haven't. Um,
1: I watched Loki and I watched She-Hulk, and I think that's it.
2: But you know, in the Marvel universe, I got, I just started getting this feeling of like if I miss any of it, like I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm kind of punished you're punished and it's like well okay if i i can't keep up with the volume of marvel stuff so why why am i gonna watch any of it
1: well not only that but it's like it's the same thing over and over and honestly you made me care about iron man you made me care about cap you made me care about these other characters Mm
0: -hmm. i don't really give a shit about well, it is hard to start over and create an emotional investment in some random characters, especially when a lot of these characters were side characters before, right? Yeah. So like now you've taken um, like the Falcon and you've made him Captain America. So now, okay, now we got to try to care about a guy who was a side character for well, all these I movies. I would even
1: say you should have done that in a movie.
0: Yeah. Like well, that could have been
1: an too. interesting movie. You did it in a show that, let's be honest, not everybody was gonna watch. Cause some people just watch the movie stuff. I don't know. Right. I, I just I can't be I can't be bothered. Well
0: anymore. and at the end of the day, who's getting pushed the most still in the Marvel stuff? It's really the people who were stars that just didn't get killed off or sent away or something, right? Like your Doctor Strange is, is still getting pushed. Like, Thor, they're still getting pushed the most, really. Mm-hmm. And they're not really pushing. Like, they're using the TV shows to push the so-called new stars or new heroes. Sure. But you're right. They haven't been in any movies. I mean, you have, you know... um Captain uh, Marvel and she's just I don't know like I know that movie just keeps getting pushed back but it's been so long since we've really seen her that you have someone that we thought was being positioned as oh like here's the new right leader or something right. or new big star and you and haven't heard it's been years. anything so, since, I mean when, like did, when did Captain Marvel come out that movie that was like three or four years ago or something I feel like it was
1: before Endgame wasn't it
0: it was definitely before Endgame. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been a while. And.
1: But, and that's the other thing. I can't, I've got enough to keep track of. I can't keep, be keeping track of this shit.
0: Yeah. No, I think there is just a general burnout. And I kind of feel like that's the reason why you're seeing so many less Marvel movies. Is I think they know there's a general burnout and they don't want to risk killing the whole thing. Sure. Sure. And if they only do one every once in a while, people are still going to go, oh shit, and go to the theaters.
1: Well, because it does have to be in an event. That first Avengers felt like an event.
2: Yes, I and you know if you look through like what was it the first four phases, I guess. Insane. Whatever, right? Like
1: no, but I think you're right. I think that's yeah. Like every Marvel four or some shit.
2: Every Marvel movie that came out felt like this is must watch movie.
1: And you know what else used to feel like that? Star Wars
2: wwe no.
1: but you've done the, no star wars
2: yeah you're you've, right. you have right
1: marveled star wars i like i've heard great things about andor all i have heard is that it's a great show the writing is outstanding and i'm like i have no time and i have no room in my heart left but, yeah. for star wars but
0: that's how i felt because you're right because it's the same thing with star wars you had the new movies which the first one was fine and then the next two were mostly shit the second one especially i know like there's a lot of differing opinions out there but i felt like the second one was mostly shit and the third one was mostly shit and so that the third one is just a
1: is a laughably bad movie
0: yeah um
1: like and then then, in the theater and then
0: the worst part about the third one is they kill off the best actor (laughs) so it's like we can't even use him going forward unless they like Force revive them or something. I mean, they could do whatever they want. You could do
1: whatever you want
0: But to do. you kill off the best actor, which sucks. Um, and then you do The Mandalorian, which has been really good and had some really great moments, mm-hmm. right? You want to talk about emotional moments. Um, they had some great stuff in there. But I
1: will tune in. For the third season of The Mandalorian. Yeah, I'm going to keep
0: watching The Mandalorian. But again, it's like, okay, The Mandalorian's great. But The Mandalorian didn't make me want to watch The Book of Boba Fett. No, not at all. And it didn't make me want to watch Andor or whatever else there is. Like, it has to be something to me that's interesting or you have a really great actor or something. Well. It's like, okay, you got Pedro Pascal. Okay, now you've got a little bit of a hook there for me.
1: Ooh, and you know what? In January. We got that Last of Us uh, series. Yeah, Speaking and, and that'll
0: him, and, and that'll more than likely be good.
1: I'm stoked for that. Um, you have
0: a lot of the writers from the games that worked on that, so I mean, it's more than it's. I'm gonna go ahead and guess they didn't hire people for that TV show that hate the source material, but <laughs>
1: unlike others, we'll stuff. see. We'll
0: see what happens. What could
2: you possibly be talking about?
1: You know, we're going to adapt these books. We don't really like them, but we're going to adapt We don't them. like
2: the
0: books, and, you know, we really think the video game is shit.
1: Okay. But we're going to work on the show. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, my God. Um, but, no, even with Mandalorian Season 2, it was like, why are you giving me all of these backdoor pilots for shit that I don't care about? Get that Star Wars ass out yeah. of my, my Mandalorian show. Man, go away.
0: I'm, I'm still salty, that they took off his helmet at the end of season one, because, man, if he would have taken off, it would still hit. But if he would have taken off that helmet it for the been... first time for baby Yoda at the end of season two, when freaking Luke shows up, I guarantee you, everybody ever who watched that scene would have been crying. I guarantee it. Mm hmm. Like you gotta have some, you gotta have a little bit of planning if you're gonna build the big moments. Don't just do shit haphazardly. Like he takes the helmet off for the (laughs) fucking robot to heal his wound. It's like, dude, just heal the wound. I'm keeping the goddamn helmet on. Or he could have taken it off and they could have not shown his face. You could have like done like like an over the shoulder. It's Pedro Pascal. We We all know what what he he looks looks like. like. But do yeah, do the behind over the shoulder shot. Don't show his. Don't show his face.
1: (laughs) But they don't plan. They've shown they don't plan. That whole new trilogy showed they don't plan. It was just, eh, yeah, we'll figure it out as we go. And it was like, oh shit, <laughs> oh oh fuck! You mean the four billion dollar franchise you bought? You don't have a plan for it?
0: If they didn't, if, <laughs> if they didn't kill him off, I would have watched a, I would have watched a show about Kylo Ren trying to go around the universe right in his wrongs. That would have been sweet.
1: They'll drive a dump truck full of money, and you'll get some kind of like a prequel with him or some garbage.
0: I don't want a prequel where he's a bad guy. I want good guy Kylo. Yeah, but he's dead, so you're not gonna get it. Well, him. they're gonna force revive him. Okay. <laughs> she. I forced, mean, the she em- like, was, the Emperor she was dead. Healed her at one
2: point too.
0: <laughs> yeah. He freaking force healed her to the give up his life.
2: Can she go give? Can she go give? Oscar
0: up- Isaac's face
1: when he has to deliver that line somehow. Alphtine returns. Just like think of the money, think of the money.
0: Um, could could Ray go oh force God. revive Kylo and I mean, give not? the life back? Why let's not? Do that sure. Yeah, she dies. He comes back. I fixed the movie. Nothing
1: matters. Who cares? Just Whatever. <laughs> I agree. Somehow he's back. Okay, let's go.
0: Um. I've been watching on a on a few a few people recommended it, so I've watched. There's only like seven episodes right now. It's still airing. This show, Chainsaw Man, it's an anime. Have you heard about? We've this? spoken heard about, about it. this, yeah. yes. And it's completely ridiculous. And actually, I would argue even more perverted than like Kill the Kill, which we'll talk about in a little bit.
1: I mean, that's 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 because a statement. Here's
0: the thing, and again, we'll we'll get to it. But Kill the Kill is this weird show where there's, like, boobs and ass all over the place, but it's, like, weirdly not sexual. It's hard to explain. It I really would agree is. with that.
1: Because it's so, like, when they do the transformation into their, what what are they called?
0: The magical girl transformations. Yeah.
1: The boobs are waving it's, as it's if they're me- made of paper. It's meant to be comical. It's hysterical. <laughs> they're just going like, like literally they're going that. like yeah. this. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> Something's yeah. clearly gone wrong. It's it's hysterical.
0: I mean, it's fucking, med- yeah. I mean, okay. We could talk about this for a second, but when Satsuki, when Satsuki Kiryu, Kir- and I'm bad, their names are so hard to say for the most part on that show. But when she first transforms into her Kamui, they like the Kamui folds around her and then pushes her boobs in, and little stars come out from between her boobs. It's not meant to be sexual. <laughs> no, it's meant
1: to be hilarious. Yeah,
0: it's it's clearly like we're paying homage to the magical girl transformation. We're making fun of like, but it's still meant to be like satirical, right? But it's different. So it's anyways, in that
1: kind of one punch man lane, where yeah. it's like we're we're sending up your your fucking like, Dragon Balls and your whatever the fuck else. So I can't think of to names.
0: give like the general synopsis of Chainsaw Man without like really splitting anything, it's basically about this guy who. He lives in this world where there's these, they call them devils, and they're basically like, you know, whatever, like magical evil creatures that want to kill and eat humans. Um, But he makes friends with one. It's like a little dog with a chainsaw coming out of its head. Um, And he, like his dad died and he owed a debt to his dad owed a debt to the yakuza so he's paying off the debt now and the way he pays it off is like he's been doing stuff like he uses the little chainsaw dog to chop down trees and you know like um kills other devils uh for money and stuff like that and anyway things happen and it's so ridiculous but One of this guy's big, he's a very, like, the best way to describe this main character, Denji, is he's a simple idiot. And so not with actual, like, any sort of disability, just a total simpleton. He's a simpleton, right. And his big motivations in life, because he's been poor for so long and has no friends and never interacts with any women, is all he wants to do, literally, this is the storyline at the start. All he wants to do is touch some boobs. That's his motivation in life. So every woman he ends up Has interacting never changed, with, Japan. they're framing her boobs while he talks to them because. He can't even hear what they're saying. He's
1: just staring. He's
0: just, all he wants to do is touch some boobs. Right. Get a good so, look, Costanza. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there's this one scene. It's only like the second or third episode. So, and you'll, if you ever watch it, you'll probably forget. I said we this were
1: talking way. about it not long ago. I think somebody brought it up to Bob and it's definitely on our, it's
0: yeah.
1: on, it's on the radar.
0: Yeah. Uh, kill the kill guy. You gotta get Well, back. I gotta
1: get through kill the kill first.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyways, there's this scene early on where he's talking to this woman and she's telling him about how she had her cat stolen by this devil and the devil's holding it hostage from her. Okay.
2: And, and uh
0: okay. and he doesn't give a shit. He's staring like he's staring at some food that's in a vending machine. He doesn't care at all. He couldn't care possibly care at all. Then she says, you know what, Denji? Because she knows he's a fucking total perv. She's like, I know you've been looking at my chest. I will let you fondle me if you save my cat. And he goes from not caring at all (laughs) to suddenly he gets super fucking serious and really mad and he's like i can't believe that goddamn devil stole your cat i will kill that fucker and get your cat back for you i swear on my life i will like he's so it's such like an immediate like, like emotional change like on a dime it's so good it's so it's it's just like kill killing killing it's completely ridiculous but Oddly, even more sexualized because that's the whole storyline. Literally, I've watched like five episodes. <laughs> that's all we got. The whole show right now <laughs> is that he wants to touch boobs and fuck women. That's it.
1: Hey, simple motivations, man.
0: <laughs> I can't argue with them. Glorious. What else you got, Pop?
2: Oh, let's see. I get, I do. Got to get more kill. Kill on. We. How
1: she, far in did you get? Uh, that's the f- that's the main event.
0: You got anything else? Oh, oh, I see. I want to go. Oh, okay.
2: I I'm sorry, sorry. Okay, oh, yeah. hold on. I do have I do have two topics. Okay, on the list. Bob has started
1: taking notes. I have.
2: Oh, Mo- another thing about the movie
0: stuff. You were talking before about notably, like, oh, our
2: run times have gotten longer yeah of course yes anyways I was talking Uh, about
0: no another another thing you were kind of talking about we were talking about movies and how there's seemingly only like Marvel stuff now and everything other than a few things here and there but another factor is between COVID and the streaming services I think what's happened is Maybe certain things that might have ended up in the theater before don't now. They just get picked up by Netflix or Amazon mm-hmm. or whatever. Well, the Knives and, Out sequel,
1: Netflix right. grabbed that. It's going to be but, in the theater for a, a week, and then it's just going to be on Netflix. But
0: not even necessarily stuff like that that people know about. Maybe smaller things that before had like a tiny budget, and maybe they make like five million dollars. It might or get something. like an audience in theaters right.
1: is, is just being is just being onto tossed streaming.
0: on Netflix. They mm-hmm. don't get any promotion. They don't get put on the front page when you log in. And so you don't even know they're on there and maybe their cover art sucks or something. So you don't even think they look good. And there might be, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff on these services that actually is good,
2: but you have no way of chance. knowing right. it has
0: no solution right. so behind it. This is it in a way,
2: a decent segue into one of the two topics I had on my list. Um, which is to talk about the Disney Corporation, sure. Um, so um, why don't we uh, actually we can start with. so I today um, I took our daughter to the movies to see Strange World, which is the new Disney movie. Did you guys even know? This I was aware existed?
1: just because there's been lots of joking about they're not promoting it because there's a gay main character.
0: Yes, um I've and, seen a couple billboards. Who probably I've, won't be gay when it comes out in China?
1: Oh, well, because we need to be able to edit that shit out, <laughs> Alex. Because not everybody likes that stuff. Sure. I've seen a couple billboards. I've seen a few commercials when I've been like on the treadmill at the gym, and that has been it.
2: Yeah, um fine movie. It no, it, it was it was nothing to write home about, but it you know it was fine. It was a good time in theater and. Um,
1: you just wanted to movie theater. I
2: just wanted some movie theater, popcorn. Something with theater yeah. popcorn, which is
1: which is a valid excuse yeah, to go to the movie,
2: you know. Um, and it had a runtime of one hundred two minutes. Ooh, so nice! I was pretty excited right about there. that. Okay. Four star. You start at four. If your movie is over two hours, you start at three stars. You like you you. I, I just, you got to work hard. You got to work hard. Um. <laughs> so, anyways, but you know this new Disney movie. I had no idea like at all about this and, and the only because re- I'd been thinking about this for a couple weeks I was like eh, maybe I could get away with taking Izzy to the theater and so we were you know itching for something to do today and I was like oh well, let me just check what's out sure. and oh hey there's this Disney movie out cool we'll go see that um so yeah like no promotion and uh um I'm like there's part of me that wants to go find the certain parts of the internet that are going to be, like, ha- losing their minds over the gay teenager. Um, but Um uh, Now, is
1: it integral to the storyline, or is it very easily editable out?
2: Oh, no, you can edit it
1: out. That's what I was curious about. Yeah,
2: yeah no, there Because
1: there's been discussions in the Tumblr realms regarding that.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a weird thing because it's, like... Because the thing is, it's so, the the kid wants to impress the other kid because um, he's into him and it's like, and there's like, yeah, but I'm just like thinking about it and like everything that has to do with that plot line in the story, you could edit out. Definitely.
1: How short would the movie be though?
2: Not much shorter. Okay.
1: Is the other kid gay as well?
2: Yes. Well, that's yeah, nice. I mean, it's very, it's, I will give it that. It's like, it is very much like, this is not ambiguous. chappic was like, don't promote it at all. This is like, it's, you no, know, it's like, this is very clear. This is what it is. And it's, it, it's kind of refreshing because it's just there. Well, There's not, a, yeah, it's just, the, you're not
1: what people are asking for. The, right?
2: They're not making a big deal about it. Nothing, no one in the movie is like oh okay i didn't realize you were gay no no it's, it's a just a like,
1: about that it's just it's just there
2: it's just there gay people um,
1: exist fat people exist you know not so everybody's white right
2: it's, it's it's just so you know from that perspective it's uh actually quite refreshing but um anyways this is that the topic i want to talk about so but it was because inter- you get this movie and by all accounts it's bombing like well, when
1: you don't tell people that a movie's out, they're not going to I guess see the it.
2: expectation is it would make 40 million this weekend and it made 11. Like it, it's doing terrible. Um and compared to what's the other one that just came out? Is it Black Panther? No. Yeah, yeah, What Kind of Forever? Was it a few weeks ago? Okay, maybe What Kind of Forever's Doing well, but anyways.
1: I would also say though you've only like, like I have seen so many advertisements for Wakanda forever. Yep. Everywhere you turn, it's it a Happy
2: been- Meal toy. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, um. So Disney's got this weird thing going on. Meanwhile, in the background, are you aware of what's been going on with the Disney Corporation, Alex? Generally, okay. I'll give the the quick summary of the situation um which is uh a couple years ago uh longtime CEO Bob Iger uh finally retired um and uh they kind of they named this guy Bob Chapic to succeed him um <clears throat> excuse me so um interesting little bit about Bob Chapic um he was not the original plan. So there was somebody else that Iger had been grooming for the role. And then for whatever reason, after the decision had been made, because there were, there was like two people who were gunning for the job. And at a certain point, one guy won. The other guy resigned from his role at Disney, moved on to do something else. And they got, then the guy who won, just for whatever reason, like quit the company, disappeared. So Chappie became this backup plan, and
1: oh, so he even wasn't even considered.
2: He wasn't the he wasn't in the original running. Um, I mean that's that's
1: it's clear now as to why.
2: Yeah. So you know, but in it, he ended up in it. I get he came up. He was on the park side of the business. Um, ended up in this role, right? Um, since Bob chapek has been, or was CEO, uh, he did quite a lot to piss people off. Um, and he seemed very focused on short-term gains. Um, and it was really, he was cutting a lot of, he was trying to cut costs through the parks. Now, in his defense, a very tepid defense, he did have to deal with COVID. And everything, you know, and the, how how that affected the parks and attendance. And that was a challenge. It was a challenge for everyone. Sure. So it's not a surprise. Money was lost on the parks
0: during COVID. Unless you were a tech company, then there was no challenge. No, <laughs> no, just There was just great wealth. Yes.
1: Well, you had to decide where you were going to build your Scrooge McDuck uh, vault.
0: Yeah.
2: But the funny thing about that is, if you turn around to the tech side of it, Disney Plus has been a huge
0: disappointment in terms of revenue. Well, this is the thing. They're making a shitload of money on it and they have a ton of su- subscribers, but they're spending insane amounts of money on these TV shows they're putting on there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, crazy money.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think they, they said they lost $1.5 billion Ooh. on Ooh. Disney Plus last quarter. Ooh. um, And uh and ev- so something i read today was that it it was so bad like they found that like Chapic had had some of those losses buried in other places nobody so it didn't look as bad as it really was <laughs> not great and it already looked really bad so you know, a popular opinion seems to be that Chappick lost his job because of Disney Plus and how much money it's losing. So, um they're you know, they brought Iger back to hopefully write the ship and get somebody to replace him because he's on for two more. He's on for two years and presumably that will be a pretty hard.
1: It's a hard line, cut off. Yeah.
2: Them. Um you know cuz he he was ceo for 15 years and then you, you know he's old he's, i'm sure Not to, young no i mean i'm sure at some point you know making like, money is just great enjoy your but, money. yeah right like um although for some people i guess like the act of making money just brings them joy so <laughs> um but it it's fascinating what's going on over cuz this was like there had been some like Rumblings about Iger coming back as CEO in like the Disney Dark Web.
0: Oh dear God! Disney <laughs> yeah.
2: Dark Web. The Disney Dark Web.
1: I mean, I thousand percent believe that's a thing.
2: Oh yeah, but you know, no, it didn't really seem re- like a, it was a real thing. And then they had this earnings call; it went terribly. And like a week later, um, Chapik's accept- evidently they called him and just said. Don't bother coming back to work.
1: I mean, you can't be hiding losses.
0: That, that was... Because well, that's... You, you can.
1: You can, but if it gets found out, I mean, that starts fucking with, like, stock price, and you're, like... It causes a lot of problems. Misleading yeah. investors. You could get sued. Like, come on, man.
2: Yeah. Um. So you've got Bob Iger coming back. And, you know, on the surface, a lot of longtime Disney fans are like, really happy they're hoping he'll undo a lot of the things that Chappic did with regards to the parks because that's what people really care about is the experience at the parks and for good reason but the question is, but if the real problem was how much money is being spent on the streaming services he might leave the parks just the way they are <laughs>
1: We'll see. And they
2: might need to keep it for the, to balance the
1: I do think a lot of it is, though, you're making a lot of these, I'll say unnecessary sequels. And you're Mm -hmm. shoving them over to the, to Disney Plus. And I mean, did we need Hocus Pocus 2? Did we need to waste the money to make that?
2: No. Well, so this is the interesting thing. And this comes back a little bit to what Alex is saying. You're gonna have your own streaming service. And if you're gonna get people to subscribe to your streaming service for fifteen dollars a month, you need to make sure you have a lot of content. And that's gonna mean putting out in the Netflix scenario a lot of mediocre to bad content just to fill time. But well, you need
1: some tent poles
2: too. You need tent poles. Um, but you you just need to churn out a lot of content. So you've got this you've got a couple problems. You got the problem of you just need to put you just need to spend a lot of money making content. But then <coughs> you've also got to host a lot of infrastructure to make your streaming service work. I mean, as much as you know, cable suck to pay however insane much to get so many channels. You're not working watching in that model the media you know the content creators don't worry about the distribution they're literally just handing it off to the cable companies and saying here you know you deal with how to get it to people's houses so you've got all of this together and now all of the various streaming services are having this problem to certain extents And so I think it's going to be really interesting to see over the next, I'm going to say two years, what changes in streaming.
0: Well, has Netflix really, are they highly profitable? I don't know. My impression was the goal and where their stocks started having problems was when growth stopped, was what the goal with Netflix was just growth, 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 right? As long as we keep getting more people subscribed, it doesn't matter how much we spend on content. It doesn't matter what our fucking balance sheet looks like. We just have to get people subscribed to and just keep it going up and up it's, to get the stock price to go but up. But there's right? so
1: many people on the and, planet. And,
0: and right, and that's what Netflix ran into is they <clears> eventually ran into, oh, we have pretty much have everyone subscribed that we possibly could.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> to a certain degree, obviously. There's yeah. a degree of ter- churn but um and that's what all these streaming services are going to run into because Mm -hmm. they're all just let's grow 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 yep and let's see where we can top out and we kind of know what the general top is because whatever netflix got to is pretty much the general top Mm -hmm. because i don't i don't even like everyone has a netflix account pretty much or you're sharing one yep um
2: well, you know, this is this comes back to a question I've always had, and I'd love to sit down and talk with someone who's really uh, like a, a a an expert in economics, um, from the academic side, not a Gordon Gecko, um, <clears throat> and because you've got these publicly traded companies that. Um, like I get it. If you're if I'm putting if I'm going to buy shares of Netflix, right? I'm what I'm buying shares of Netflix because I'm assuming it's going to grow faster than if I were to put that money in a savings account. Right. Right. So if if I'm if I still hold shares when it hits market saturation, it stops growing well i might as well take my money out and put it in a savings account or put it in something else that's growing right so like i've always thought this like why so and, and that's where the problem of we always have to be making record profits comes from and in, in it's it's just it, it it's it sucks it's just the way the system is set up that if you're not making more than you would you're you're gonna you know you might as well take your money out but what where my mind always keeps coming back to is like i feel like we need there needs to be like a mechanism built into publicly traded companies where at a certain point they have to buy back their shares and go private again. Because you can't grow infinitely.
1: No, it's not possible. And it's insane to think that that's possible.
2: Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, you can only keep, like, you get to a certain point where you can only grow as fast as the rate of, you know, the population grows in general. And I know we've recently cracked 8 billion people on the planet, which is insane because I remember a time...
1: Not that long ago, that it was seven billion,
2: and I believe it was under six billion at some point in our lifetimes, like
0: so. This is going great. Go oh good. So oh, speaking speaking of population, I uh, saw something the other day that I kind of skimmed over because I just don't really care that much. <laughs> that um, over the past, like there was some study done that over the past, it was like forty or fifty years. Um, sperm counts have gone down like 63 percent interesting on average neat so if you ever have con- concerns about the population um, not increasing anymore if you're elon musk and you feel you must populate the world with your fucking semen um just like what 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 no him and his father they're just doing what's right for the world like,
1: what the fuck is the matter with you people yeah. yeah.
0: Skeeved. skived,
1: Skeeved.
2: Um this this is a, a fascinating chart, chart that I'm looking at. and so right around the time we were born, there were maybe a little more than five billion people.
1: <laughs> Fucking <A>. hey.
0: <laughs> so yeah. So in just under forty years the population is almost doubled.
1: Neat. I, I, I don't see any problems with that. No problems, No problems.
2: You know, and it's a good thing we don't consume a lot of goods. And no. Energy and It's all going to be great. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. We're going go to go space. This all is fine. The,
0: all the sci-fi movies that were like, oh, there's going to be an apocalypse, and this and that, and the other is going to happen, and then they're all <laughs> coming true right but, in front of our eyes. But here's
2: the thing. All of Okay, and this is going back to the movie conversation. All of the sci-fi that we handle, we deal with, is generally um, either uh, just pure apocalypse porn, a la Armageddon, uh, I close my eyes. Um, or it's set so far in the future it's not really relevant. I want more. What I want are sci-fi stories that are looking at the not too distant future. That are actually real examinations of how things can pan out and potentially things we should be thinking about, not just in, you know, uh, classrooms um, or Ph.D. um, dissertations like I let's get these ideas out into the public where we can really start to look at ways to implement them if there are possible solutions and that that's one of the beauties of sci-fi is to be able to examine those things but you know it's not star wars
0: well also we're yeah. not we don't really getting like your a space odysseys anymore right like you are mm-hmm. you're not getting those movies anymore no no sci-fi is <clears throat>
2: sci-fi has always been a tough sell uh, for audiences for one reason or another. Um, and uh, you know, it, it, yeah, it, it's pretty like truly iconic sci-fi films are. It's been a long time since there's been one that I can think of. Yeah,
1: a lot of it's just TV now.
0: Yeah. Well, and a lot of a lot of sci-fi ends up crossing over into a horror genre too, right? Like they tend to mix a lot. Yeah. Like you have your Event Horizons or well, that's Alien. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Alien,
2: great movie. Yeah, well, and then there's because there's like there's sci-fi that's like we just want to make a movie set in space and then there's sci-fi that's
0: more we're saying something.
2: We're saying, something we're 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 trying to analyze where things are going.
0: Yeah. What was your, did you have another topic?
2: Oh, I had one more, yes. And um, so Amazon's laying off like 10,000 people, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And the hardest hit division is Mm. the Alexa division. Yeah. And what was the number I read? Something like Alexa has lost... 10.5 billion dollars this year so far
0: Uh, look i'm sure it's not cheap to develop these voice assistants that have to be able to not only pick up on whatever you're saying which is hard enough because some people can't speak clearly just like i clearly can't Mm -hmm. but then you have to take that and actually find whatever the person is asking for right well which is a whole nother problem
1: Mhm. Well, and what did you say? It was because they were expecting people to use use it to buy things.
2: Yeah. Well, that, yeah, I think that was there was always like the proposition of it was and
1: basically what we use it for is to shout at it to play songs.
2: Yeah. I think it was one of those things where somebody and evidently Bezos himself was like um like a big big proponent of Alexa at the start was like that, you know, these voice assistants would get you into the ecosystem and then you would use them to spend money. And nah. no everyone turns that shit off right away. You don't want to accidentally order something. Um uh and and really I mean what do, what do I mean yeah we, we use it to turn on the lights, turn off the lights Set timers, and and that's really it. I mean, sometimes we'll play music through it, but we don't use the
0: voice assistant to do that anymore because it never gets the right song. Well, and also the voice assistants, generally anything you want to do that you were going to ask the voice assistant to tell you or do or whatever, you could have just done on your phone faster. And most most, of the time. And most most of the time and most people have their phones <laughs> stapled to their fucking arm anyway. Mm-hmm. So you always have it. The only time the voice assistant really maybe becomes useful is if like you're baking something, Erica, and your hands are dirty and you don't want to wash them. So you're just like, hey, what's this divided by this or whatever you're trying to figure out quickly. You know, like, I can
1: tell you I don't think I've ever done that. Right, ever. but that's something like I'm trying to think <laughs> right, of
0: like an right, example right, 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 of yeah. something you might actually use it for.
2: But that is not something that makes Amazon any money. Sure. Um, or Apple or Google. Right. And and for for something that wildly expensive, it needs to make some money.
0: Realistically, it was only ever going to make money if they were probably going to gather up every last thing that everyone said and find a way to monetize it
2: oh and I guess that's just the thing is they just haven't and they they, haven't
0: pulled that trigger yet but I'm sure it's coming
2: or they have and they've tried and it's just they're what they're realizing is that when when you have like that you have one just an immense amount of data So you've got, I mean, because that little bulb, I mean, records everything. Sure. Literally everything. So you are recording it. You're transcribing it. You're storing it. There's a lot of money being spent to do those things. So you need to then actually be able to make up those costs in other ways and it's like they're not like what do you okay you you know okay so you figured out through excellent detective work that I really like egos good job you know how my grocery store knows that because I buy it frequently like it's it's just there's you know the concept of big data and and this is so much of tech has been has been living on the promise of big data and it I think just so much of it's
0: useless well I think the metric they would probably care about and because the real the reality is especially when you're selling these echoes and things of that nature your fire sticks whatever for so cheap they're probably either breaking even on the actual device or maybe even losing money on it um because development costs are outside that's like a different thing than like the actual equipment they're building and selling to you right um we don't know how they're really doing on that specifically
2: oh no we do they're
0: they're losing money on that too. They're
2: losing money, um, big time. They're they were selling, um, everything at cost.
0: At, at the start, or when it's on sale? No,
2: that's like they get the start. Is they're selling at cost? Okay.
0: I mean, so they, and most people are probably buying them on sale, so they're yeah, definitely
2: losing. they're money. losing money on every. They they had the second gen or the third or whatever. They had Echoes on sale like a week ago, for $2. Yeah. And Normally sells for 30 40 Like, they're taking huge losses on these things.
0: So the metric that I'm sure they would care about if everything else is a loss leader would be we sell someone an Echo and then their Amazon purchases noticeably increase, right? Yeah. Whether or not they're even using the Echo to do it, which is a whole other thing. But if someone were to buy an Echo and suddenly their Amazon purchases increase 30% from prior to the Echo purchase, then the Echo is probably worth it to them and whatever they're losing on it. Um, but right. that must not be happening. Yeah.
2: I, I said something very similar to her the other day, which is it'd be really interesting to see um, how much money, people with an echo device spend versus how much money people without one spend.
0: And um, the numbers are probably very similar. By the way, this is the at least the fourth time today. Bob the dog has just bombed me. Just, yeah, he
1: was dropping some brutal just ones upstairs.
0: Absolutely <laughs> nuked <laughs> me. <laughs> you had it coming. No, you had it coming. I pet the damn dog. Don't even start. We know you don't pet the dog. I pet the dog. Wow. You're I pet it. the
2: dog. <laughs> You're
1: in there. <laughs> A little.
2: Hurtful. Oh, <laughs> the truth does it's generally just the hurt.
1: Truth. And now is it time.
0: Do you have anything else? I don't. Know. I mean, look, obviously you guys have only watched like five or six episodes. So there's not going to be like that much to talk about right now. Oh, no. We'll but, have
1: more once we finish. But, obviously. um... I'm having a great if, time if, though. If,
0: if 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 you haven't watched kill the kill please turn off the episode this is it it's over I'm gonna be spoiling a few things that I think should be experienced by actually watching them just turn the fucking episode off hug me hold me tight see you later <laughs> hit stop anyways support us yeah. on patreon yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tw- it's a three thousand dollars a month now um Do you know the
1: name of the patreon <laughs> is that something we could tell i don't know what the name of it is, is it subtle interference
2: i think so yeah you think right. so yeah, that's that good sounds, look that up subtle right. interference
1: that's yeah. good um <laughs> give us money if you can find it uh, so
0: it'll be in the show notes <laughs>
1: here's an errand
0: <laughs> so i mean obviously i could talk about this show forever and i have to watch what i say because there is, like, such ridiculous shit coming. That you there's... said that there's, uh, like, ma- a point ma- where it just
1: goes. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, like, look, the show, at while well being often highly predictable and things are laid out in a very obvious way most of the time, sure. even when it comes to big reveals, there's certain stuff that's so out of left field that when it happens, there's no way anyone could ever be like, Oh yeah, I saw that coming cuz it's so wacky it's that it's so just bad not shit possible. shit that it's
1: just like what.
0: Um, but no, I mean tell me, why don't you, I mean Bob first of all, you I heard you watch this with Erica, so you were watching it subtitled. Is uh, that just pure pain for you?
2: Yes. Um yeah. So He's going to have to go back and watch it. Though. I I'm going to have to watch it again, yeah. Um I watched the first episode um on the treadmill dubbed um so at least i i so you got to
1: experience the glory of matthew mercer
2: <laughs> i didn't realize it who is a
1: voice in the dub i saw that and i was like ah, oh, i'll have to watch some clips but i'm not watching the dub
2: um i i mean here's the problem i have it's not like the japanese is just so much
0: fun because of the energy behind it oh the perform some of the performances yeah. are out of this world <laughs> This is, this is always my, I just got to stop you real quick. There's the character, uh, non, I think her name's Nonin Jacuzere, the little girl with the pink hair. You know who I'm talking about? She's one of the Elite Four. Yes, yes. And in the latest episode you watch, it's when Ryoko's going to fight, Um, oh my God, what's his name with the freaking kendo stick?
1: I don't like anybody's name. I know who you're talking about.
0: He's one of the elite four. He's yeah. got like the pointy green hair. Yeah. And Satsuki isn't there to watch the fight. And that's that's all you know. You don't know why she's not there. But uh, iragamagori the really big guy, tells Noonan, oh, she's not here to watch the fight. And j- she just goes, what's that? What does that mean? Or what's that mean? But the delivery... In Japanese is so incredible. Where she's got that fucking really shrill, annoying voice, and she's like "Nani sore?" <laughs> it just
1: like, it just works. It's yeah. so
0: good. but so go ahead. The energy in the Japanese performances.
2: It's just so fun. It's like I want to watch those, and I just I can I have so much trouble focusing, focusing to read the subtitles. So I, I probably when I. Although, I mean, I did watch One Punch Man all subbed.
1: I mean, you don't really, like, you can kind of follow One Punch Man without having to like... It's fair.
2: But, I mean, I I can watch subs. I will. I just... A lot of times, the dub is a lot you, easier You usually me. go with
1: the dub. I, I like the energy of the uh, Japanese performances, yeah. and usually... I mean, the music is the same. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll change the music on you, and it's it's... A noticeable downgrade. Oh, and the the
0: music in Kill la Kill. Oh, it's
1: wonderful. Oh,
0: you haven't even heard Erica. The best song. It's coming like halfway through the run. It's unreal. I'm assuming
1: I'll know it when I hit. it.
0: Oh, you're gonna know when it hits. There's a song in there that's an all-time anime song. (laughs) Like all-timer.
1: I mean, I am exhausted, so I don't know that I'll watch any tonight, but. We'll see. Maybe I'll flip on an episode or two.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, um, I'm trying to think, like, yeah, some of the Japanese performances are so good. Like I said, no, jacuzzi her voice could not be more nails on a chalkboard. Like, it's <laughs> so irritating, but obviously... But that's what it's purpose, supposed to be. Right. right. Exactly. yeah um, I, I, now what's your, I feel like this is a character people are either going to love or hate, but Mako Mancancho She's great. She's incredible. She's outstanding. <laughs> she's
1: kidnapped she, every episode. I love it.
0: She's like, Mako is like, if Jar Jar Binks was turned up to a million, <laughs> but made way better. Like.
1: <laughs> but made charming.
0: Yeah. Like, the first time you meet her, she beats up her brother for, like, trying to steal money from Ryuko. And then is like, oh, shit, I'm going to miss the bus or whatever. And she's running after her and she's like, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. And she gets out. She goes, I, I made it. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good.
1: It's glorious. I, I, like I said, I'm having a blast. I'm only... I I just found out... Well, I don't want to spoil anything for Bob, but... um. Uh, uh, yeah, some, some, a uh, few things were revealed. Nothing like
0: nudist bitch
1: cackling. <laughs> <laughs> like, stop it. That's the Mercer scene that I need to find on YouTube and watch. Cause oh my God. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm having a, a delightful time.
0: Oh man. Satsuki is like the king of the fucking speech. Like, some of her speeches are so, like, I can't even remember what she says, but the first time you see her, she goes on the whole rant and she's like, subjugation is liberation and yeah, all the other yeah. shit she says.
1: It's like, oh, they weren't just telling us about fascism for no reason. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, yeah. No, they're tying is, it in. This is what we're doing. There's
0: some there's some not subtle. Um, Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> like the thing about the show they're hitting all these themes and none of it's subtle no i mean it is right <laughs> in your face and very laid out we've
1: got 26 episodes to say what we need like to we say. like
0: we we've taken the we've taken the women who randomly have no clothes on trope in japanese and anime and we've turned it up to a million and we've shoved it right in your face yep um and I like in the early episodes, you know, like in the first three episodes, like Ryuko is very embarrassed mm-hmm. to be dressed wearing nearly nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, whereas on the other hand, like Satsuki, Satsuki right out of the gate is like, I don't give a shit. Right. I'll fucking walk around naked if it means getting to do what this I want what to do. This is what needs to be done. Yeah. They give the old, uh, the old anime excuse. This is the form in which a comedy <laughs> unleashes its most power, you know? As she wears next to nothing. Just
1: fucking hysterical. I did appreciate that their first fight comes that early in the oh, run. Yeah. I thought I was... Ha- like, I. it started getting into Dude, it. Dude, and that, that was fight's the- awesome. Yeah, it's really good. That's that first clip that I, you had sent to us, and we're like, mm-hmm. we need to watch this fucking show. Um, I was expecting a little bit later, but it is only 26 episodes, so I guess it makes
0: sense that it was that early on. Yeah, no, I, I love... Yeah, that fight where, like, they first, like, go to f- fight and... Like a shockwave just goes off around them from their power, and like the students are flying all over the arena, <laughs> <laughs> and the elite four are like, "What the fuck is going on?"
1: It is very One Punch Man in that respect, though, where it is just kind of like the the uh, uh, secondary damage to everything oh, is yeah. is is ridiculous, and then is fixed immediately, like the next day, oh, like yeah. they destroy that school. <laughs> On like a new constant funds. basis, and the well, next day it's fine. It's well, I all think fair. that's
0: one of the things they say like right out of the gate, like pretty early on. The, the teacher is trying to say to one of the, like the principal or something like we got to like rein her in. Like we can't just let her do whatever she wants. And, and the principal's like, 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 "Yes, we can The principal's like, "Her mother owns the stool school. What do you What do you want us to do? Uh, right, She's exactly. in charge."
1: Like, sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah, the, the magical girl transformations are just unreal. They're so over the top. Oh, they're
1: great. Cause having grown up watching that genre a fair amount, it's just, it's funny to see it send
0: up. Um, I'm trying to think like in the early episodes, the, oh my God, episode four, Bob, where they have to make it to school through the obstacle course and the traps and everything. I didn't get that far. Oh, How about you
1: watch oh. that one with me. No. I thought you went to bed after that one.
0: I thought I went to bed after three. So is the last thing you saw when they fight each other? And then, yeah. like... Oh, I thought okay, you were... Okay, okay, I didn't
1: realize I watched three episodes without you. I thought <sighs> I only watched two more.
0: Yeah, okay. So the last thing you saw was they have their big battle. Yep. And Satsuki beats her. But then she's like, you know, oh, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna destroy what I've built here. Well, go ahead. I'm sending the whole school after you. you Which know. Was also just great.
2: Yeah. Well, I... I
0: and i love like the clubs oh yeah <laughs> like, there's a million clubs you haven't even seen <laughs> the beginning of the clubs the tennis
1: stress was hysterical <laughs> that that got me that popped me just ridiculous but i that's like that's what i want out of my anime it should be ridiculous oh, yeah.
0: when when she shows up in the kamui and the boxing club guy is like oh you're trying to distract me with your fucking body well, fine. I'm going to take off my <laughs> clothes, too, then.
2: The I'm not even wearing my sexy panties. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what,
1: the, what? It's like, no. You, no. <laughs> you're, you're so young. You shouldn't have sexy panties.
0: Oh, man. There's so much good stuff. but uh, <laughs> Like, the, in that episode four, right at the start, where she doesn't have the Kamui, and it's getting ironed. And at first, she's like, oh, no. And then he's like, oh yeah oh, this is amazing
1: <laughs> it just like melts the wrinkles away
0: <laughs> No, but I, yeah i love that battle in three because like satsuki like right out of the gate like when she puts on the the Kamui, um junk cats she's like you know the whatever it is the house butler or whoever mm-hmm. is like don't don't put that on you know you know you're not supposed to do that or whatever and she hits them with like the Ask not the sparrow how the eagle soars.
1: And yeah, they put it in big, like letters <laughs> yeah. around her. Like, okay, like you, you know what you're getting into, like right from jump. They're like, this is just what this is.
0: I love Satsuki's uh, design with the big eyebrows. Like, they're so. There's like her design is so like, I don't know, like regal, right? Mm-hmm. Like intimidating.
1: They knew what they were doing.
0: Yeah. But I'm trying to. Think. I mean, I, that that first battle is so good, and she just beats the shit out of Ryuko. I mean, the whole time
1: sets the tone for sure. So you're you're actually very eager to see them fight again. Yeah, but well, we. I mean, we can kind of leave it because like, I don't want to spoil anything else for Bob. And then. I will no doubt be finished with the series by the time
0: we podcast again. Okay, excellent. Because I I hope you both do. Because there is so much. There's so many great (laughs) scenes and so much to talk about. And man, the music. And they got some go to songs, right? They love the uh, "Don't Lose Your Way" song. I love freaking Satsuki's theme. Oh, it's great. It's almost. It sounds like it belongs in like a Red Alert game or something. (laughs) See, the trick is, I need
2: to get this. I need to get it up and working on the iPad so I can watch that on the treadmill at the gym because doing it on the phone
0: just doesn't cut it.
2: It doesn't why? do it justice. <laughs> right? Why
0: doesn't Why doesn't it work on the iPad? You just haven't set it up. I haven't set
2: it up. At all. Yeah. Well, and our iPad's old, so not every app works. works. Like, we were trying to... I think it was Disney+. Plus. I thought
1: you were trying to log into Netflix and it was just being weird. It might have
2: been it. Yeah.
1: And I don't know if we're just logged into too many things with it at this point, know. but...
0: well. What are you watching this on? Hulu? Yeah.
1: Oh, that's right. I'm sitting here thinking it's Netflix. You might be able to get into Hulu. I don't yeah,
2: know. I haven't tried.
1: Yeah, give it a try. So,
0: but
2: yeah, that's, that's the trick. As long as I... See, I'm not a huge fan of running on the treadmill, but it does allow me to watch some television.
0: So It is how you watch Stranger well, and that, Things. And that makes it easier to pass time, too, if you've got something to distract you.
2: Oh, 100%. Uh, running on the treadmill is just like just to music is it's impossible it's so boring so boring you got to have, have no, something no scenery <laughs> yeah nothing i can run outside for hours even in the dark and be with just music and be fine but just on the treadmill i got to have tv i need i need something so
0: yeah i'll i'll do that yeah so i think um, i got 2
2: I, weeks to get caught up
0: yeah and i think once you kind of get to a certain point so many episodes like pretty much every episode at a certain points start and stop on cliffhangers like I every mean, single episode
1: yeah it's like i'd say now like six kind not a huge cliffhanger but i was like oh fuck i, should, I need to go to bed
0: <laughs> but you could you get to that point pretty quick where it's like i just want to keep going yeah i want to just like and it, it is really this. about halfway through the run where it's like i just got to keep going and uh the last episode i'll have to just like Bring it over and we'll watch together or something because um the, the last episode is a is an episode that was just produced for like the D V D releases. Oh. Um so it's not like so it's like the final episode, but it's it's like if you don't watch it, it's not the end of the world, but it's kinda like a topper on the but series no, I type of thing. See it all. Yeah. yeah, no. So yeah, there's one other episode that isn't on Hulu.
1: Okay, good to know. Good to know.
0: But anyway, all right. This is long enough, right? What do we do? A good three and a half hours. It's gotta be three. Five billion. Two two and a half. Oh. Two and a half. That's it. Two and a half. Oh, we're fucking slapping. That
1: hour of running talk at the beginning just felt like. That <laughs> <Not only, laughs> just felt like six hours. Yes. Yes.
0: I hope our whoever listens to this that loves running. I hope you really enjoy it and. <laughs> ever do that again anyway
2: i was surprised you guys kept that running conversation going is i always you did. i always let you talk
0: about oh, it about halfway right through
1: out. i was like okay <laughs> <very> let's <laughs> <laughs> let's get going
0: here i'm very supportive this
1: is this is oh i'm very fucking supportive alex How are you this is yep you want to have that argument
0: i do enjoy arguments on the podcast he gets yes. to
1: go and do this shit i'm very
0: supportive Aren't you doing something? What next weekend or something like that?
1: I have a uh, friend trip coming up. Yes, mm, so actually the go. weekend we would record next, I will be uh, indisposed. So, oh.
0: okay, we well, we'll we'll can either
1: to, try.
2: We'll so should
0: we? We'll have to figure that out.
2: Book food plans for that weekend. Oh well, now? that's a, that's a given.
0: Or
1: I just assume that's happening.
0: Yeah, yeah, that'll just be every day. How many days are you gone?
1: I will be gone uh, for dinner.
0: Three oh well, there you go. Three dinners. There we go. So let's see:
2: pizza, wings, pizza. burgers.
1: Burgers. Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: <laughs> well, all right. That's uh, that problem solved.
1: <laughs> it Erica, is funny. Whenever I, Erica, have plans, you
0: know, if you're not home, he's not. Whenever I have
1: plans, and I'm like, I'm not going to be here for dinner. I'm like, have you called Alex yet? He's like, I don't do that every time. I'm like, yeah, 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 yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> Let's not, we don't have to lie about this. The things.
0: only time I don't do that when uh, he's, you he's, you're not there is because I've already, like, eaten or something. Right. You already have too something long to going tell on. me. Right. Exactly. He'll text me, like, seven. He's like, You want to get dinner? It's like,
1: I ate. I've eaten. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All
0: right. Anyways, thanks for being here in your own home. You're both on your deathbed. Hug me. Hold me tight.